I was expecting a brownout, but it never happened. Hello, viewer. Today is... It is Sunday, July the 9th, 2023. I am Mr. Brown, and I trust you are all doing very well today on this evening's stream backslash podcast we are discussing the goings on in the entertainments and on the social media be warned folks yet more indie five Ta-da. but and it's a big but before we begin you can find us here on the youtube or if you prefer your entertainment in the podcast form we are also on spotify the links are in the description so if you've not shut down for the evening as i always say lots to get through shall we get the guests out you know it let's do it here we go First, from a VPN far, far away, it's the golden reach-around droid of choice. It is, and he's not a BBC presenter, it is Z3PO. Oh, good evening, Mr. Brown. How are you, sir? Hello there. How are you? I'm feeling very well and fully functional. Looking forward to discussing this week's trials and tribulations in the world today. Massive story this week, but... Well, we can't really talk about that, can we? <laughs> no. The uh, I don't think the uh, the Americans would understand anyway, but uh, are you well, my friend? I am. Let's bring on the next retro. Yes, let's do it. Okay. Great to have you on, my friend. Okay. Our next guest. Who needs ESG... Point scoring when you've got this man on your team. He is the uninspired reviewer. Good evening, everybody. Hey, Mr. Hello, Brown. Hello, my friend. How are you doing? I'm doing good in yourself. Not too bad. Not too bad. Uh, same here. Same here. Uh, ESG quota has been filled. There we go. <laughs> we are leading the curve. So how's your channel going, my friend? It's doing pretty well. It's doing pretty well. Just uh, have to get some videos out that I've been fighting my life for. But uh, yeah, it's it's going to be out soon. The Indiana Jones video is going to be out soon. Oh, you're still working on that? Uh, yeah, I've, I've had a lot of issues. Not related to the video, but life in general have been oh, okay. not permitting me to be able to uh, work on it. Water but... involved? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm getting oh, that yes. properly fixed tomorrow. First so. pipe, folks. So yeah. uh, good to have you on, my friend. Shall we get the next body out? Yes, we shall. Okay. Next, we see the good inside our next guest. On his new Cyberdyne Systems computer, he is the Dark Sith Terminator 8000. Good Hello evening. Hello. Hello there. Hello. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. How are you? Very good. How was your new computer? Uh, I was thinking, because of, of all the names that have currently <laughs> been listed as potential next British presenter nonce, we oh, haven't God. ruled you out yet. So, like, would you like to take this this time to issue a preemptive cease and desist before all the rumours get to you? Okay, it was me, everybody. <laughs> Although I don't work for the BBC, it was me. 
Moving on. I, I think we should we should just we should make the words BBC presenter um, just a, a synonym, an official dictionary synonym with uh, certain crimes and misdemeanors. <laughs> that person's such a BBC presenter. Um, I will say, folks. Um, I think I've said this before on the stream before. Um, a wise man once said to me many many years ago, "Stiff cock has no conscience." Remember that, folks. <laughs> so. You good, Lord? I am good, thank you. Yes. How's your new um, computer? Lovely, is it? It's very nice. Yeah, just sitting, humming away in the corner, looking like something out of Tron. So it's all pretty nice. Ooh. Shall we get the next body out? I think that's a good idea. I also think it's a good idea. Okay, great to have you on. And last, but by. And last, but by no means least, he is the wise elder of the channel. You know the rest. He is the great Pac-Man himself, Ian David Diaz. Hum, hum, hum. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Lovely. Are you eating? What are we eating? Monster Munch? Oh no, I'm eating chocolate biscuits, would you believe? Very nice. Brand variety. It's Cadbury's and it comes from my fridge and it's really cold, so that's cool. Because it's really stinking hot now, isn't it? Bloody hell. No, pissed it down here. I was out on my uh, bicycle today. I did 53 miles, folks. Oh, that's good. Not bad for an old bastard. And just as I got in the door, the heavens opened. Oh, so I was quite pleased by that. So, are you well, Ian? Yes, I'm okay. Yeah, had a good day today. Went out oh. with a couple of people. Had a had had uh, went to a pub, really nice pub. Drank a lot. Yeah, just chilled today, which is good. Did you eat so a I'm lot? Okay. Um, actually, I ate a bit, but um, I'm a bit peckish. That's why I'm eating chocolate biscuits. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Great to have you on, my friend. Shall we? Uh, I think that's it. We're all. Um, that's We're it. All here. Shall we? Yeah. Okay. Let me. Um, let me do some pressing of the buttons. Hello, chats. We can see you. We can see you. Good evening. And indeed. Good evening, chats. End of week. Muse. Sunday, July 9th, twenty twenty-three. Episode one five two. There is we Tam there, folks. We Tam. Hmm. Big week for we Tam this week. <laughs> Big week. Uh, if you have made it this far and you're enjoying this content, please like, share, and subscribe. We're trying to get to 3,000 subscribers, folks. 3,000. And if we hit the 3,000, we will be doing a 12 hour attack of the clone. Oh, God. 12 don't hours, a, folks. Don't sub, don't sub, everyone. Don't sub. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. 12 hours. Um, it took us 16, one, six hours to review The Phantom Menace. Can you believe it? <laughs> yes. Yes, I, I can. can. One, six hours. 16 hours. <laughs> Admittedly, about five of those was uh, Liam Neeson's wanger, but there you go. <laughs> 
Uh, please consider donating to the channel. The links are in the description or pinned message. I will say the generosity of people is most definitely keeping me infused to do these. So I do appreciate every donation, folks. Thank you very much. Keeping the lights on. It is. Mm. Uh, okay. Right. So. Mm. I've like been watching this. I'm out. <laughs> um, I'm out. I, as I said in the green room, I can't remember a single thing about what happened this week at all. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's, is, it's really forgettable. The only thing I remember is, um, I can't remember the character's name, Amelia Clark getting <laughs> shot at the end. Sarah Connor, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I've, I've no idea what her name is. Daenerys Stormborn. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. got shot, and that's all I can remember. Mm. Episode th episode three was just bad. It's it's, it's she dead. It's so slow. Yeah, she's dead. Oh. Apparently. Um, uninspired, would you like to tell the folks at home uh, what's the optimum way to watch that show? Yes. So if you guys want to watch a shitty show like Secret Invasion, I'd say the optimal way to see it is in 1.5 times speed or 1.75 times speed. So you don't waste your time because time is precious. There you go. <laughs> Honestly. That's a top tip, everybody. Yeah, watch I've been 1.75. Watching every Marvel show I've been watching are 1.5 to 1.75. You'll see. It'll save um, you a lot of time. Um, okay. Bear with me. Here we go. Chat moved up. Sorry. Uh, Z3PO. Um, one point uh, one point five times speed. Apparently, is best. I think the best is not watching it. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. Here you go, folks. Actually, Andrew, what about two times? Is that too much? Yeah, it's too much. They move too fast. They talk too too fast. You, you can't follow. Well, I mean, you can't follow it anyways because there's basically no story. But yeah. Uh, what if you do a ton of like amphetamine? Would that be perfect speed? Then? <laughs> it might. I have to try. <laughs> might help with the pacing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, but episode three wonder, was, was bad. It really, makes you really bad. Who um, approved the scripts, isn't it? Mm. Oh God. Well, so as we is said, episode three the one where Daenerys gets shot at, shot at the end? Because yeah, it, this is such yeah. a weird show. I'm with Zian. I, I finish the episode and I always forget immediately what just happened. But I also forget having watched it afterwards. Mm -hmm. So it's not just after the fact I can't remember what happened. It's, have I seen the most recent? Well, I think I have. But oh I genuinely God. don't know. But it, it... I had that exact thought an hour ago. <laughs> 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 how, did I actually watch this week's episode? Yeah, and uh, you know, I had the exact same thought, and I watched it about an hour ago, so it's that bad. Um, I will say in the uh, chat, anybody watching this? I'm not. I no. just can't be asked with it. Anybody? Chat? Anybody? Anybody? No. I mean, I, so I put people... it on, but it, it's it makes you allergic to it. It's it's so <laughs> oh. completely pointless that you immediately find you have something much much better to do, and that could be anything. Like, yeah. I've taken a shit recently, but I could go for another one. I mean, that's preferable, <laughs> I suppose. Um, 
it's just it's such a nothing thing but uh, normally yeah i'd be in favor of not watching it except i have a nasty feeling they're going to try and tie nick fury's development i say development in this in this show they're going to somehow try and tie nick fury into nick fury and the marvels which happens later on so because they've given up on the whole idea that you won't have to watch disney plus stuff to understand the cinematic stuff so if you really want to follow you kind of have to at least vaguely understand what's happened except that yeah this is just it's such a pointless thing um bigger folks uh johnny lawrence's mum i've seen the first two episodes it's utterly forgettable yeah well episode three if i remember correctly it's uh it's about a submarine that's about to bomb a united nations airplane to start world war three oh yeah that happens yeah that's pretty much it that it's so stupid because you've got the people that are about to launch an actual missile into the united nations airplane and it's just two guys in the submarine you can clearly see people around them but it's just two guys about to turn the buttons in the submarine and no one's questioning anything they're just like okay cool this is happening um (laughs) <laughs> folks, the uh, purveyor of meh entertainment, old uh, blue tube himself, movie cynic, Samuel uh, Samuel L. Cookson. <laughs> well, you know, the movie section cynic, is so if meh. If you're going to make a comment well like that, you'd at least have some money connected to it, uh, Mr. Blue, sir. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> there you go. Anyway. Yeah, don't watch it. Uh, we thoroughly recommend you don't watch this, folks. Yeah. What a surprise. Okay. So you don't boring. even know, because we, we don't even need to recommend that people don't watch it, because no one does. So <laughs> they, they everyone know. already assumes that this is pointless filler content that, that nobody really needs to see. Uh, Ego, black lives or black votes? Rest in peace, Furylon. Yeah, not good, is it? Is this the episode where, for some reason, they decide that they have to inject sort of racial solidarity yeah. into every... Yeah. Thing, or is that the previous Ooh. one? No, that, that was episode it's... two at the end uh, when he's talking oh, with, uh, with Rhodey. Oh, yeah. We share an ancestry. It's like, you don't, <laughs> but okay. Uh, not Brian. Hello, Brian. Welcome to featuring shows I don't watch on the Mr. Black Alliance channel. I can't speak. Sorry, folks. It's all <laughs> cycling this concept. Is there any moment in this show that you've seen so far that he's cool in it? Because he was cool in yeah, actually, episode three. There is a all right. There, there's a scene where he's interrogating. Well, the person who has the password for the uh, the missile launch. Basically, they want to. He wants to stop it, and so he's interrogating the person. And it, it's like a scene out of Pulp Fiction, but without all the the Tarantino goodness. So it's, it's just gimp uh, in it. Oh, okay. <laughs> that was Nick Fury himself. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's dog shit, everybody. What a surprise! Let's move on. No, oh, no. Another, another turd. <laughs> Haven't seen this one. Can't comment. Nor could I. Neither. Well, it's just me then, isn't it? And you know what? I think I've bailed everybody. How many Dave Cullen did in? a video on this, didn't he? Yeah. You see the Dave Cullen one? Yeah. It was like, everybody's answering back the captain, and Spock is as dumb as, 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 yeah. as two rocks. It's just, you know, it's just a, it's just a terrible show. But I knew it was going to be a terrible show when they started. What they did is they tried to fool you, didn't they? The first season, they I've never seen the first season, but apparently it's okay. 
And it then is. when it comes to the second season, they went completely woke. Bang. So they've got you now. Now they want to destroy you kind of thing. And it's, so. it's a shame because um, I think if they'd have um, progressed from season one, I think this would be... It's not... Don't get me wrong. It's not proper Star Trek, but it would be an enjoyable watch for what it is. Mm. And shit. It's frustrating. But if they bring back um, uh, Seven of Nine... Uh, you know that after Picard season three, if they they gave Seven or Nine its own show, they will definitely go woke with that because they they got you oh. with uh, season three of Picard, and then what they do is gradually go woke with that show, and then it'll be the same thing as this because they're not going to stop. They're not going to stop anytime soon with this crap at all. So with movies and could, TV shows, could you possibly imagine Sulu, Chekhov, or Uhura bad mouthing the captain? No, or first officer. You just can't, no, can you? No, because no. it never happened. It's dog shit. I mean, these arseholes should be on a charge. They are aware that it's this is a military. Yeah, it's a military exploration vessel. Mm. And on uh, on uh, Cullen's uh, showed a clip, and it was like, "You got to have something cool to say, Spock." And he goes, "Yes, I'd like the ship to go." And I'm like, God, why, what, what? You know what I mean? So it's just, mm. it's just really bad. The whole thing looks just really bad. So, <sighs> hey. fuck. Another one bites the dust. Another one bites the dust. <laughs> and another it's one. Because the people who write stuff like this, that they're fundamentally uncomfortable with authority and with with the idea that there's an authority figure, no, someone uh, that you must obey. And it works against itself because. My authority, I respect <laughs> yeah. my authority. Um, but, but it works against it because also, I mean, I haven't seen season two of this, so I don't know if this is true, but I suspect it probably is. You see in, you know, almost every major work of television or movies, they all have this insufferably and permanently quippy writing style. All the characters quip at each other all the time. They don't really have conversations. They just oh, exchange witticisms. It makes them seem virtually exactly the same as people because they have the same taste, the same sense of humor, the same intellect and all the rest of that. But it's something you can't do if you have an established authority figure on the ship. Like you can't have Captain Kirk, for example, in the role of Captain Kirk in the in the original series and have people constantly quipping with him as though they're on his level because that that fundamentally defeats the object of having a ship with the captain to begin with. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's just because, yeah, they, they've gone in for Joss Whedon dialogue, basically. And that requires that no one person be placed mm, above well, the others in any kind of hierarchy. Well, at least Joss Whedon was quite funny at times, more than what this is. Yeah, yeah. But it's oh, always yeah, it's women. All the people who tried to do him. It's always women that tell off a male character that's in charge. That's that's. Oh, their, yes. Their that's the MO, way. Isn't it? So, you know, it's, it's obvious that the agenda is running through this whole show and it's not going to stop. I would urge everyone that's watching this and discussing with it to stop right now watching it and just There's don't some give them the really, time of day. Really, yeah. really good actors in this. And I haven't even seen any episodes of this <laughs> at all. So. And it's just totally fucking wasted. Is there a, do do the writers behind this have any other credits than than this show? Don't know. <laughs> don't know. Mm. Pass. Don't care. It's dog shit. Let's move on. Yay! Oh, yes. Yes. I'm yes. seeing this again tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow morning. Yes. At half oh, past 11. So yes. You. Yeah. So jealous. I'm going to see this on either Tuesday or Wednesday this week. So, I'm going on Thursday. Yes. All right. 
And I, I, the only reason why I'm going tomorrow is because um, it's screening in IMAX. So mm. it's one of the screen, because, you know, it has a limited run on IMAX because yeah. of uh, the other one with the bomb. I can't remember that, one. <laughs> that one. Um, so, yeah. Uh, so you go. I've got Titan. IMAX. Yes, Titan. Look mm. at that. Yes. Look at that. <laughs> uh, M. Duke. Yes. Yes, yes. Mm. Uh, um, oh, sorry. Chat moved up. Black lives or black votes, brown is arriving. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Mega Geek, you've seen it then. No spoilers. Yeah, Go yeah, on, no, no spoilers. All I can say is it's very enjoyable, and but there's only one bit that doesn't make any sense. But apart from that, it's very, very enjoyable, and I recommend it highly. That's all mm. I'm going to say about That's all I'm going to say about that. As a... Uh, Forrest Gump said once. Um, <laughs> Hayley Atwell, fit as fuck? Yes. <laughs> Is that, yeah. Yeah, she, she wears a really cool dress in this film. So, yeah. Bumps oh, that's right all place. I needed to know. <laughs> yeah. Actually, all the girls in this film are really, as, as, as Brown would say, hot as whatever. So they all, they're all yeah. really, fit really. Fit as fuck. Yeah, they're all. Really, really good. Whereas, um, um, what do we get with Indy Five? We get Waller Bridge. Waller just, Bridge look, yeah. just look at the quality of the f uh, the female cast mm. on that poster. Just yeah. Plus, you've got a people. French woman. You've got Pom Clementieff. She's French. Yeah. Just also got Mantis. She's in yep. it. Yeah. A poster is it, is full it better of beautiful than, uh, people. Is it better than than Fallout, Mega Geek? I, I would I would say that it's just as good as Fallout. Mm. Oh, that's okay. a great film. You know, so it, you can't get any better than that, really. Mm. Yeah. Um, here you go, Mega Spider Man, asking the tough questions. What mm. would you give a out of ten, Mister Brown? <laughs> <laughs> uh, out of ten, you say? Okay, Mark, out of ten, mm. Haley Atwell. I'd definitely give a one, yeah. Uh, one thing I like to point out, though, guys, is that I think um, Simon Pegg has grown more hair. <laughs> That's all I can say. Oh, has he had a transplant? It does look like it. It does look like it. It really does look like he's had a hair transplant. But I don't know. It just seems because I've seen him in films where his, his hair is really receding. And in this film, it looks I mean... receding, but it looks far more fuller. You know what? I mean, that's where all the that's but, where all the shill money went to. <laughs> but, uh, How does it compare to John Wick Four? Oh, um, do you, do you know? Do you oh. know what? You're, you're, it's it's kind of. It, I, I look. I love John Wick Four, and I and I love this movie, and I loved um, Fallout. And I would say they're all on the same level. If if the thing is though, I know that you didn't really like John Wick that much, but I I, I like action movies, and I think they all. Have their um their merits. I think the action merits. movies on its way back, folks. Yeah, well, they have to come back, don't they? Yeah, but is the action like John Wick Four, where at a point you can get numbed by it? No. Oh, thank no. God. No. You got numbed. I was just going more, more, more. No, I, I mean, yeah, I didn't get numbed by it. Numbed well, I didn't get numbed by more. it on the first watch, but then on a rewatch, which was a couple of weeks ago, um, and I started looking at my phone because I was like, ah, this is too long. <sighs> Uh, yeah. Top tip: Put your phone away. It's interesting, though, to see what Ben thinks of it and um, Blue Boy thinks of it because 
I, I, they always have hot takes when they do their reviews. So it's going to be very interesting to see, especially Blue Boy, see what he thinks of uh, it. Blue, Blue Tube. Well, he That's likes John Wick 4, so he'll probably like this. I oh, you, didn't you never know. really give a shit about John Wick 4, and I don't give a shit about Mission Impossible. It's really, it's touch and go if I even bother to go and see this one, to be honest. But what? I might no. have a look just to see if it's see what it's about. But what? no, Mission Impossible has never done it for me, ever. I've never given a damn about Mission Impossible. It doesn't interest me. But yet, I don't like it when the reason for a film coming to be is when two people sit down together and they say, what stunt do you want to do in this one? And I think, you, uh, you, no. You know what? You're, you're, you're right. When it, when it, I, I tell you one thing, when it first started mission Impossible one, it was basically trying to be like a TV show. Mission Impossible mm. two was all about Tom Cruise. Number three was all about Tom Cruise. Number four, it's kind of all about Tom Cruise. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So you've got a pattern there. And, yeah, as it, but but the thing is, though, as it went on, it became something more than Tom Cruise. It became about kind of, it kind of was turning into Bond. Yeah. And then once yeah. it turned into Bond, they concentrate on the stunts and then the stunts enhance the action, in my opinion, of course, just yeah. my opinion. And it got better, in yes. my opinion. And, and now we've got this. So that's, that's what I think. Um, may I do a super chat? I forgot. Sorry. Uh, M Duke 84 for two pounds. That's real money. Everybody dollars to start the show. I, I think he did it before we started. So cheers. M Duke. Mm. I can tell you who will like it though. Brown Me. Z and uninspired would like it. I'm not sure mm. if Ben would like it. though. <laughs> I think Ben might not like um, it. <laughs> I thought, uh, Blue Tube was going to see a, a, a preview. Here you go. Yeah, uh, I did like number three. Yeah, I think he's he's going after yeah, Beezer on Monday, I think. Yeah, because number three was the one that set everything up. It, it yep. introduced um uh, what's his name uh, Peg's character, and had a he had a wife in that, and you know it set it it pushed everything in motion. Mm. So number yeah, three. if number if number three wasn't there, Fallout wouldn't have been as yeah, good. exactly. exactly. Uh, here you go, folks. Melvin deeply, MI two. Oh, the M12 motorway is the worst films ever made. Oof. Yeah, it, well, it, I wouldn't go that far. It's bad. It had some nice moments in it, action-wise, but it it still it still didn't <laughs> two bikes and being launched at each other. Yeah, <laughs> well, that was that's John Woo's stuff, isn't it? That's what yeah. John Woo does. So, but but the thing is though, John Woo's films, you know, that that was it. I can't remember what that was. That one where they were in the hospital and they're shooting. Oh, that's um, I can't remember uh, that. that yeah, that no, it's not face off. It's that film was better than uh Mission Impossible 2 because he was allowed to do what Actual he wanted stunts. to do, but a boiling point, yeah, yeah. Obviously, when he's in the Hollywood system, he has to comply to the, the rules of, of Hollywood system, so that's why it wasn't really a John Woo film. Let's face it, here uh, you go, folks. Smilex MI3 had the best film, was that uh, the Hoffman bloke? Yes, he was it, great, yeah, it was. yeah, the late Hoffman, he was a fantastic. Mm. Follow the white rabbit. Yeah. Okay, I would just say, uh, normally I wait until the weekend to get a cheap ticket, but I'm not going to get a cheap ticket. I'm going to get a full price ticket to go see it tomorrow. Mm. That's mm. how much I want to see. This. I just, I'm just so interested to to see what Ben thinks of it if he ever watches it, and and also <laughs> Blue Boy see what they what they think of it. So it's going to be interesting. I can't wait. Yes. Mm. Oh, I'm yes. talking about Ben. Hey, <laughs> 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 there we go. <laughs> One day, folks, we will get music and animate it and stuff. And I might even have a think. Hold on. What? It's time for the news. 
at 10 11 on BBC Radio 4. Is this working? I think I have a radio voice now. Yeah, it's I don't working. actually know what all of these buttons do, but... <laughs> That's the news, folks. <laughs> London calling. Yeah. This is London calling today. Lord calls news round at the Little Platoon. <laughs> That's you, Blue. Here we go. Yes, Tom Cruise. Anybody see this? Yeah, Dad and Dad and Son. It looks like there. Um, Tom Cruise uh, posted this. I think it was today. Um, I th- I am so grateful to be able to travel the world to bring these films to you. Mm. We can't wait for you to see this Mission Impossible story on the big screen. Mm-hmm. So it's kind Did of you see the one? Because this is going to become a thing now because Tom Cruise has been doing this for a while and everyone really likes it. And so, of course, you have to commodify it. So Harrison Ford did one of these for Indy 5 a couple of days <laughs> yes. ago. Basically yeah. saying, so it's meant so much to bring this character to you over the last several decades. Yeah. And it's all for you. I just want you to go and watch and enjoy the film and thank you so much. I think, you know, it's kind of sincere when it comes from Tom Cruise. But um, but now everyone's going to start doing it. So it's going to yeah. lose its sheen. Because Tom Cruise, right, the, he made sure that he was for the fans when he made Top Gun, didn't he? The second Top Gun yep. film. Yep. And so now everybody's going to copy him now. It's just ridiculous. But I mean, you you have the actions of Tom Cruise that, that express, it, it just conveys much more love to the fans than anything else. Because you have yeah. Tom Cruise. I remember when, uh, well, when the cinemas first reopened, he was out there um, during the Tenet. I think it was Tenet that opened mm. the the cinemas after. Uh, yes, know, it was. Yeah. And, and so he was there in the crowd. He was cheering with everyone. He was like, yes, yeah, cinema is back. Plus, he's jumping out of planes just to say, yeah, go go see mm-hmm. it in the movies. Go see it on the big screen. I don't think that anyone will ever reach his level, yeah. even if they try. And people will just see that it's it's they're copying the assignment, but they're not doing it as well. Yeah. yeah. Let's not forget he, he sat on Top Gun, uh, Top Gun Maverick for two and a half years, mm-hmm. refusing to put it on streaming. Yeah. The studios yeah. wanted it to go on streaming. He refused. Mm, he he said, uh, I made it for the fans. We're watching it on a big screen. That's it. Two and a half years, folks. But So this is the director and this is the star. But believe you me, this director wasn't really directing this film. <laughs> it was all Tom. I reckon it's all <laughs> Tom doing this. Yeah, they may have collaborated from time to time. They but are a great team. If Tom goes, if Tom goes, yeah, but I want to do it this way. I'm, I can't see this okay. guy arguing with him. <laughs> yeah, I can't. Yeah, they're a great team, though, aren't they? Yeah. Aren't they? Mm. Yeah. And Tom is there for the action. Christopher is there for the the script. Mm. Well, they're both there for the script. Apparently, they changed yeah, Chris- a lot. Yeah, Christopher McQuarrie. Yeah, mm. they changed a lot. According to reports, they changed a lot. So, um, Haley Atwell, when she was doing Fit her scenes. When she was, yeah, exactly. When she was doing her That's scenes, cool. apparently she had all her lines memorized. And 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 while they were doing a car sequence, Tom Cruise would go, "Why don't you say this line? Why don't you say that line? Go on, say it, say it." And then they just pick and choose in the edit, apparently. So, mm. oh, okay, yeah. So there you go. <sighs> there you go. Oh, sorry, chat moved up. Uh, Neil Christopher, I can't speak. Sorry, folks. Christopher McQuarrie also wrote Edge of Tomorrow, which was excellent. It was. It was fun. I will defend Edge of Tomorrow. I love that movie. That's a great Mm. movie. Emily Blunt also fit as as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) Emily Blunt. Okay. Okay. So we Tam doing it right for the fans. Mm. 
Let's move on. Are we going to move? Oh, <sighs> we've got Harrison Ford back. Is he saying, I like to thank the fans here? This is how you, you do it, folks. You. <laughs> what do you reckon, Lord? Um, well, <laughs> we just what, what else is there to uh, say? Uh, yeah, well, no, obviously, no. It's, it's always going to be the problem with, with anything that takes off, you know, any sincerity which, which mm. also just happens to be very successful for a studio will be marketed by other studios. So you'll see almost everyone doing this, especially when it's associated with failing films. And it's a shame to think that Tom Cruise's probably fairly sincere messages, or at least that's how they started out, will very soon become synonymous whenever you see anybody else doing it with a yeah. bad underperforming film, yeah, um, yeah. which is the case of Indiana Jones. Harrison Ford doesn't give a shit. Harrison Ford's been paid. Um, yeah. But not enough, and obviously, million. probably he's not going to get many residuals from a film nobody goes to see. So he wants to drum up more people to go and watch this bin fire of a film, and it's not going to happen. <laughs> um, but you, you'll see it next time as well. The next time a movie bombs, which happens to be part of a franchise, some guy in it will come out and say, "Yeah, we made it for you. It's all about honoring legacy," and that, that usually means they've killed the character. So um, yeah, no, don't, I'm not buying this from Harrison at all. A special mm. message from Brie Larson. <laughs> Suck my feet. <laughs> yeah. You know what? We though? made I... the marvels for you. It's meant yeah, so right. much to us to be able well, to give you if... something you'll really enjoy. If Bree spoke to me by saying that, I would suck your feet. Suck <laughs> well, I'd do everything apart from sucker feet. But there you go. That's also, me. have you not noticed on Facebook they have an advert with Indiana Jones? It says the number one film. It says, Oh yeah, I in, in in India. <laughs> <laughs> But at the bottom, there's all these comments saying how much they like the film. And I wonder if they're Piss real off. or not. I don't know. It's like, how, how, how could people like this film? It's awful. Um, anyway. Chat. There's a few people who've, who've said some variant of, yes, it's flawed, but it gave me what I expected of an Indiana Jones film. And I, I, to be honest, I believe these people because and there's an awful lot of people out there who completely cannot discriminate between quality and lack of quality. If you put something oh, vaguely familiar on the screen, they will clap <laughs> like seals. Um, and so, well, yeah, I believe that lots of people did like this film. It's just that they can't really give any arguments as to why. Mm. Yeah, the worst arguments that I've seen are um, you have to lower your expectations and then you'll enjoy the film, which I, that's just <laughs> stupid. Okay, um, here you go. Fiona M. at Mr. Brown Alliance has me. Okay, right, okay. Harrison Ford, it's been a pleasure to, what was it, mm, 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 ruin oh, this oh, character because oh. I was bored playing. Same old indie, so I've uh, uh, um, um, fucked him while P. Waller Bridge fingered my ass. Uh, uh, get off my lawn. It's a shame. It's a shame. That's really, uncanny. I, I do like. I um, walked in then. I do like Harrison Ford. Um, yeah, fucked Harrison. It's a shame. Yeah. Um, here goes some chat, Peter. Pidrack for five dollars. Thank you, Peter. Mr. Brown, this is for pronouncing my name correctly the first time mm. in my last. How old's Harrison Ford? Cheers, Peter. 80? 80 something? 80. Do, you know, do you know Clint Eastwood is 93 and he's still going? My old fellow's 95. Sorry? My dad's 95. I know, but still, though, I mean, Clint Eastwood, jeez. There's going. a couple of scenes in Indy 5 which prove that he can still act. It's just mm. that he can't be asked 90% of the time. 
So the, the scene when when he reveals that you know Mutt died and none of that makes any fucking sense. But when he reveals yeah. that Mutt died and, and Marion left him, and he actually is acting, and it's quite if you ignore everything around it and all of the films that went before it, it's quite emotional. It's just mm. that you can't ignore all of those things because this is a sequel and that's not how stories work. But he can still do it. It's just that most of the time yeah. he's there to pick up a paycheck. That's why he always plays the same grumpy um, version of grumpy people, which is basically yeah. just himself. Yeah. Uh, Mousy Andy two three one reading had brown lessons. Yes. Moving on. <laughs> okay, so we're not buying this, are we, folks? No, nope. no, not at all. Cin- well, very, we've seen the very film. Very cynical, we? isn't it? Very cynical. We've seen the film. So it's Here you go, page Ashley eighty one. Mm. Mm. Well, now he's got a fruitful career in the MCU ahead of him. So, we'll so he, he killed Han Solo. He's going to kill the Red Hulk. And he may <laughs> as well have killed uh, Indy. Yeah, he neutered Indiana Jones. So, Hold on. So when he when he goes from um, General Ross to the Red Hulk, is the Red Hulk going to be 81 as well and really old? You know, no, He's going to be CGI. <laughs> CGI old. Old Hulk. I don't know. Weird. I bet you they want to bet he plays boy. General Ross as a grumpy, miserable, dry old man, just like he plays every other character he's played <laughs> for about 20 years at this point. Yeah. Okay. Ah, well. Get fucked, Lord. I don't okay. want to live anymore. <laughs> I thought he was in the room. <laughs> Thanks for coming to watch our shitty movie, folks. We deconstruct. We know you like him, but. We thought we'd deconstruct him to make him a piece of shit, folks. I hope you enjoyed the movie. Let's move on. Do you reckon he got paid <laughs> to say that? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. Okay. <sighs> okay. Z, do you know anything about this one? What, James Mangold? <laughs> yeah. James Mangold. He's been on again, hasn't he? He's basically saying... Um, he's he's got that Kevin Smith air about him, hasn't he? he can't he keep his bloody mouth shut. You know, just swallow it, take the hit, move on. Don't start fan blaming for your shitty movie. It's, it's not our fault. We didn't write it. We didn't direct it. It's your fault, everybody in the chat. It's well, you. Did, it's your fault that it's bombing. You it's see, the thing that I don't understand is that James Mangold knows what a good and what a well-written movie is. So I don't know if he's basically yeah. contractually obligated to, to say or to attack the fans or anything like that, or if he just has such a fragile ego that he can't handle that we're just saying his movie is indeed trash, and he knows that it's a stain on his reputation. Well, may- maybe I'm he's willing to, bet on the to say it. I don't know. <laughs> No, I don't don't underestimate how massively egotistical and very stupid these people are. Mm. Um, I don't don't know if it comes up in a slide later, but Robert Downey Jr. has also said a massively stupid thing recently (laughs) regarding Oppenheimer when that comes out. But these people are just morons. How... The fans don't make the film. If he... He has sole control over what goes on onto the script. Well, he and KK, obviously. So really, he should be blaming her for dividing his film into five different pieces and then sticking it together out of order. But nevertheless, the fans have no say in what they have gone to see. They have sat down in the cinema waiting to be given something by you, James Mangold. If the fans' reaction to that is divided because half of them have taste and don't like it and the other half don't have taste and they do like it, 
that's not the fans who are being divisive. That's you who have made a divisive film by definition. Um, this, uh, I, I don't mind the era of fan blaming because it does very clearly reveal how stupid these people are. But would, it would at some point be nice to think that we'll get over this and that these people will rediscover some sort of relationship with reality. Uh, Igor Folk's channel favourite, Velma Dinklage in the chat. Own goal, man oh, goal. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I mean, this is, Rian Johnson did exactly the same thing, didn't he? Mm. Yeah. Every time somebody came up to criticise his movie, he would just just not shut his mouth. But you know what's really um, irking me is that if he's so confident in what he's saying, why isn't he going to show where we have the fans and him in one corner and the fans in the other? And let's let's just video it. Let's just put this show Ooh. out on mainstream TV and let's see what, what the fans really think of your film. No, you want to hide behind social media and talk a load of bollocks. That's what you want to do because you know you're wrong. You could get, um, yeah, you could have, uh, is it Matthew Kadish and Doomcock? Get him in a like a cage two. match. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> no, I wouldn't have those two. But I'm just saying, you know, remember in the old days before social media, they used to have things like that on TV. I remember when Grange Hill came out and the parents were really pissed off because they had fights in and stuff like that. They had the parents on one end and had the kids on the other, and they were debating the fact about the, the actual show itself. They used to do that quite a lot with TV shows and movies, especially when the second Batman film came out. You had those loads of shows on, on TV, CBS, they were saying that the, the film was, wasn't for kids and all that stuff. So why they do that now with Mangle? Why doesn't Mangle step up and defend what he believes is right? But he won't do that, will he? Because he knows he's wrong. Um, okay, I'm going to play devil's advocate. Do you think his hands were tied big time although we shouldn't the, take yeah absolutely but he's but if his hands were tied and he knows but he took it tied, on though didn't he yeah basically step back don't have any interviews carry on try and find yeah. more work what why, why come out and say all this crap exactly i think that it's it's the ego thing as platoon said and also one thing that infl over inflates these these people's ego especially nowadays is that the the media are mostly shilling because you know we all know that okay allegedly disney does buys people you know it, they incite the media to speak positively about them which wasn't really the case back in the 90s or the early 2000s if a movie was trash you'd hear critics saying the movie is absolute garbage and now you've got everyone praising you from big media outlets and you only have youtubers that will maybe even even some youtubers are considered chills but you'd have youtubers that are the only ones that want to actually say oh your movie is bad mm. um i really do not want to watch this movie don't mm. no, no, normally uh, i would say yeah watch it make up your own mind and figure out for yourself what you make of it but th this is one of those very rare occasions where it's just it's just not worth it like, if you like indiana jones if you Respect the character if you, if you have fond memories of the character. This is a film that you have to pretend just doesn't exist because mm. there is no way you can come out of this thinking, yeah, that was the Indiana Jones I remember. Well, I, I've i had a bit of a inside scoop of your uh, Indy 5 vid and just listening to that, <laughs> fucking hell, it's just... All four hours of it. <laughs> <laughs> Literally about twice. Fucking hell. Unbelievable. And it's such a ham-fisted ending, isn't it? Yeah. Yep. You've got Indiana Fleabag hits Jones so fucking hard, he's unconscious. She how does, how does she drag his... him back to the plane? 
Well, not only that, they flew back through the time portal, landed at the other side, took a transfer to New York, got him to customs, <laughs> put him yep. on a cab, dragged him up to his apartment and put him in his chair before convincing his ex to get back up with him. All while he's a wanted criminal because he's been framed <laughs> for the murder of three people that um, the film just forgot was a thing. Yes. What does what does the critical drinker say? Fuck off film. Mm. <laughs> um Igo Peter Pidrak for two dollars sixteen hours. Wow, almost as long as Liam's wang. That was uh, yeah, sixteen hours says. from base to tip. It basically is as long as Liam's wang. <laughs> Can't believe sixteen hours to review that movie. Uh Fiona M, $2. It was mangled that booted Marion and killed Mutt. Well, yeah. I don't think it was him. I don't think it was him. Was he attached right from the beginning, or is this one he, of KK's typical, let's cycle through five directors before we just settle for one? Recycled. Well, well, what I heard, right, with some of my contacts in LA, is that basically she went to a shitload of directors, and um, there was only two that said, yes, they would direct it, Mangle was one of them. But she went to very famous directors to try and take over the mantle from Steven Spielberg. Because he said, uh-uh. Yeah. Uh, yeah I want to say, everybody... To their reputation. Uh, Melvin Deep has put a link to uh, Outcast Creative's channel. They do kind of stuff like this. They need five more subs for 2K, folks. Mm. Okay, it's, it's a catch-22 so... situation as well, because if you're trying to excuse James Mangold by saying, well, that bit was already written before he signed on, then he still read that yeah. and chose yeah. to sign on. But if yeah. you say that he didn't know what was happening because it was written while he was directing, then he's partly responsible for the direction they took, in which case it's still his fault. So I, I don't really buy the hands tightening, certainly since you know the number of times the words creative differences have come out in news reports with Kathleen Kennedy-related projects because she's ditched more directors who simply won't go along with what she has planned. Like, um, directors can leave products if they think this is going to be a terrible mistake. Um, and yeah, well, if right. it was the case that he had his hands tied by studio interference on top of him, then he should yeah. either have quit the project because he didn't like it, or he should actually come out and say, look, I stand by what happened. It's not the fans' fault they didn't yep. like it, but I still think it was good. But if I may, Ben, it, it's it's far You're more right. complicated. <laughs> Thank you. It's far more complicated <laughs> than that, right? I've been in a... Si I hate to say this, but I've been in a situation where they were paying me a decent wage to direct a film direct the producer was interfering and stuff like that obviously the producer didn't know what he was doing and he was trying to and he was making my job worse the question you got to ask yourself do you walk from the project or do you carry on directing it accept the money and hopefully that will be enough to take you to the next project and i think that's what he was thinking so even though he, i look he's not a stupid man i reckon he he knew that what he was doing was dog shit he definitely knew it and and so that's the question do you do you go halfway through, see it's shit, then walk away from it? Then if you walk away from it, it's going to destroy your reputation. You need mm. to work more. And so he's stuck between a rock and a hard place. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not I'm not making excuses up for him at all. No, no, no. Um, so I'm just saying that could No, I, I can see that. I think it's, it's more the question as to this, this particular reaction. So so let, let's say it's the second of the examples you give, and, and you're right. You know, he does need to keep working. and He doesn't want his reputation trashed. Um then in, in my book, that means that he should come out after the film doesn't do very well and say, look, I, I recognize that this has divided the fans, but I, I stand by it and I think we did a good job rather than doing this and saying, okay. I think the fans are at fault for being divisive. Yeah, but it depends um, on so what contract even if he, he stuck signed, it. Ben. It depends on what contract. If he signed a contract that says that he's, he, he's prohibited in, in saying that, 
then he's screwed. Prohibited in what? Bring, in he's saying he's that, some contract which says that you must yeah. yes. slag off the fans yes. if the film doesn't uh, do very no, well. No, 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 no. You must defend the film at all costs. I know that's in contracts, but for example, Tom Holland went and did an interview recently about that uh, new show on, is it Apple TV? Is it The Crowded yeah, Room? Yeah, which yeah, has not got very yeah. good responses at all. And he said, look, I, I see the critics, I acknowledge the critics, I know this has been panned, but I'm still here defending it. I have a thick skin. I think we did good work. Like, yeah. That's a way of still defending it without blaming fans for not liking it. So I don't think there would be a contractual provision to say, yeah, it's shit, and that's because the fans are bad, as opposed to saying, well, fans might yeah, you know, have again, their opinions, but I think it was right. I hear what you're saying, Ben, but again, if he says be that, wrong. he's going to endanger his future working in Hollywood, if he says that, because KK is quite powerful. The people that he's working for are very powerful. In fact, the people he's working for is Hollywood. So if he says, you know what I mean? It's, he's in yeah, a horrible situation, is. isn't yeah, it? Isn't is. he? So um, uh, yeah, you might be completely right. Yes, he, he's a stupid idiot for saying all this crap. But if I look at it one way as well, maybe he's stuck. Maybe he has to say um, it. I don't know. I mean, go, you Ian, might this, be right, Ben. Ian, this was for you. Uma okay. Plumzert at mm. Mega Geek. I do believe that is you. If KK had been watching over your shoulder and demanding mm. things the old time, yeah. would you have followed her orders or walked to save your reputation? I'll, well, I'll answer that. He hasn't got one. <laughs> exactly. Well, I'm, I'm a director that's not known and not re have not really worked for the industry, was worked in the independent sector. If somebody offered me a truckload of money to direct Indiana Jones, it's the way it was shot now, I would say yes. <laughs> and I would just go, take folks. orders and just move and just, and just collect all the money. <laughs> he I talks the talk, but he definitely doesn't walk the walk. Exactly. He's all wind and piss, everybody. Okay. Mm. So, and and yeah, yeah, for, for James Mangold, it's a bit too bad for him because yeah. the studios that he'd worked with before were 20th century fox so he mm. couldn't he couldn't really fall back disney since, you know yeah disney yeah. owned now so for man i can see the uh, one way i can see the position but i also understand what ben's saying as well he shouldn't have been a freaking idiot by saying all that crap you know what i mean mm. so. yeah but uh, i think it's true that their egos do get very bruised i mean Zack snyder a couple of months ago uh, came out and said that the audience is just didn't understand his DC movies. Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> like we're a bunch of idiots. Mm. They didn't do well because they were rubbish, mate. <laughs> uh, we just got Lance to 2K, everybody. Oh, good. Cheers, Melvin. Quick. Nice. Uh, Melvin, I will say your task is to get me to 3K subs. Your mission, should you choose to accept choose to accept it. it. <laughs> 3K subs, mate. Yeah. Okay. So shall we move on from goldilocks yeah maybe he's just an idiot you never know i think maybe ben's right he's probably just an idiot i mean look at look at sam raimi sam raimi he did give loads of hints that he wasn't in charge of the last movie he made yeah. and he didn't yeah. slag off the slag off the fans saying no, it was the fans fault did he it's right he just took the yeah. money and ran <laughs> there are subtle ways of conveying that like like when you, you know didn't he say something like it's it is difficult filming a movie before the end has been written i think that's is right one of the quotes that he yes. gave which is you know, he's not slagging anybody directly off but anyone who bothers to read between the lines of that one knows what he's saying uh, there you go gui ramos deconstruction elegant way of calling a ruining a character and a well-loved, mm. iconic character. Should we move on? Yeah. Yep. Oh, God, we haven't moved on far, <laughs> have we? Again. Yeah. Yeah, there's... Sorry, folks. There is... Mm. I think this is a... Indie 5 is, when you think about it, is quite a big 
a thing that's happening in, in the pop culture at the moment. Even though that shot worked, it still looked weird. His face looks yeah. weird compared to his uh, body. The, the think, worst guys? part that looked weird was when uh, he had the he, he had the rope around his neck and he yeah. fell down. Yeah, Once yeah. he fell, oh man, it, it, it didn't even look like it, it was attached to his body. Mm. Okay, so over 100 visual effects artists mm. spent three years de-aging Harrison Ford for Indiana Jones and the Dial of Dog Shit. They did a really good job, though. You got to admit, it's probably yeah, one of the yeah. best um, the the Asian scenes. That I've does ever look seen very good. Film. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah, um, I mean, you compare you... it to I mean, Rogue One is seven years ago, and compare this to yes. Moff Tarkin and that. And before that, you had Tron Legacy with Jeff Bridges. It was only a few years before Rogue mm. One came out. So it's it's worth just looking at how recent the technology is and how quickly it's developed. Mm. Um, I think you know to, it, there are uncanny aspects to its deployment in this film, and they do sometimes like so they put him in the background and they blur him as much as possible, so you don't notice too much. But yeah. like, it, it yeah. looks kind of like him, but the face just isn't quite malleable enough. It's not flexible enough. It's a bit sort of, it's a bit too rubbery still. But again, compare it to the recent past. My problem with that though is that they can do this now. They can de-age Harrison Ford. We already know that they can de-age people's voices. They, we already know that AI can replicate people's voices, for example. The rate that this is going, I wouldn't be like, it's not beyond the realms of possibility that Indiana Jones comes back within a decade and Harrison Ford isn't involved, but it still looks like mm. him and it sounds like him. And they think, well, we're losing money and it's still a recognizable brand, even if this film tanked. So let's just bring it back forever. And I don't necessarily think that that's going to be very fun for cinema. Is this permanent replication well, um, of dead people? You, you mentioned de aging. Uh, mm. Do you think KK will be getting some de aging done? <laughs> do, you, do, do you know what? Right, even though the de aging effects in this this sequence was quite good, they still have a long way to go by just pushing one button and it takes care of everything. Because I, I remember watching the scene where, as um, as Uninspired was saying, where he was he he, fell, he falls when Spiders he's got the thing around his neck. But when he falls, if you look closely, the the agent disappears, and you can mm. see that stuntman's face. It's the same yep. thing with some other shots as well. Oh, okay. When something moves really fast, there's nothing you can do about you know trying to fix the the face. So, no doubt, yeah. when this film comes out on Blu-ray, people will be pausing it, <laughs> you know, oh, pausing yeah. each scene to see where it disappears. Um, yeah, they, I mean, I am have been doing this since at least Attack of the Clones, though. So they, they did it with Christopher Lee in Attack of the Clones for the sword fights. Yeah. They basically superimposed, but because they always kept it at a distance when they were doing that, you have to pause and look, and then you know that either there's no texture on the face at all, or it's very, very mm -hmm. clearly CGI. But because it's distant and it's moving so quickly, in the yeah. moment, you don't really spot too much of it. So they've been going at this for a long time, and again, it has improved massively. It's mm. just... Yeah, there's a way still to go, and then even if it gets to its its best state, in which case it can permanently replicate everyone, I don't necessarily know if we want that. Yeah, uh, but yeah, sorry, I'd just like to say that AI has has become um, incredibly, incredibly um, intelligent. In the old, it, I don't know if you know After Effects. In the old days, if you wanted to take someone out of a scene, you had to draw around them and stuff like. That. Now you have to back push in, a button, yeah. and and it yeah. just draws around the character itself. And I if it makes a mistake, it. you just correct it. So with that advance, imagine in the next, say, five years, six years' time, it would they wouldn't be spending three years on this. They're probably spending ten half minutes. a year or something like um, that. Ten minutes. <laughs> Z, are you available to read a super chat, please? I am. And may I also say that I, for one, welcome our artificially intelligent overlords. <laughs> 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 Got to cover the bases, haven't you? Yes. <laughs> Nikki Relahan in the chat for five British pounds, which is real, real money. money, 
By the way, when is Z going to release his audiobook, Fifty Shades of Gold? I want it, and the world needs it. <laughs> I haven't given it much thought. Maybe I, I should that... read porn. <laughs> Z, Z in the, uh, what is it, oil bath. <laughs> Pictures of him in the oil bath, that's it, yeah. <laughs> uh, Z, while you're up. The movie cynic for four ninety nine in the chat, which is unreal money. The deep fake was shit. Stop lying. A TikTok filter would have worked just as well. No, I, Says I, I the disagree. guy with the AI avatar. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I disagree. I thought it, it was very well done, but it, there was obvious scenes that it just didn't work. But you know, yeah, it depends on the best. moment. Plus, yeah. they didn't only use uh, deep fake and de aging. They actually had stuntmen wear yes. Uh, those a weird, mask. like Mission yeah, yeah. Impossible masks with Harrison Ford's face on it. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, this is just—it's still bad, anyways. It, yeah. it needs work. It needs work. The should, I don't think when that they he's doing it. the body double himself. That's mm. the weirdest sort of juxtaposition between body shape, body movement, and face. Yes. So the stuntman, yeah, yeah. yeah, if you pause it, then you can note that it, it's not quite right. But it's when he's actually doing the body doubling, and he looks like that. But then he stands up like an 80-year-old man yeah. and waddles yeah. along during the Biden shuffle. That's when you think, <laughs> yeah, something's up there. Not going very well. Oh, did you see Biden fart when he was doing a speech this week? He farted? What? Well, that's just when he does every speech. That's what comes out of his mouth, isn't it? <laughs> Unbelievable. Okay, so... My funeral, you know. What? What? Come on, I'm going to pay four guys who are my height and build to wear masks of me. So when everybody comes out of my funeral, I just want them to be seen and then all get into the car and just leave. Eager <laughs> <laughs> uh, folks, big supporter of the channel, Garth Knights for $5. Just got here. Lord Doomcock is saying big meeting at Lucasfilm on Monday. Fingers crossed. See, I, I actually saying. read one of the articles spawned from a dude quite room a, a while ago. Last week, I think it was. I don't normally read any of these things, but I, I figured it would be interesting to see what, say, Bounding Into Comics actually writes about when they borrow a rumor from Doomcock. <laughs> um, and one of them was something. It was something like, "Yeah, the, the rumor is that KK has been locked out of her email address and this, that, yeah, and the other, that, yeah, yeah. and she's yeah. not welcome anymore." And then you you read down the text, and it says, "Of course, there was scheduled server maintenance that day in the office." So that's probably <laughs> the more plausible explanation. Like, um, just, just. KK walks into bar, and then Doomcock will say she's clearly being fired and having a meeting in said bar with a uh, person chief executive of Disney. And you think, well, or she's just grabbing a drink. Which of those two things is more likely? Um, I think KK will be getting promoted on Monday, folks. You heard it first. No, she's going to get a, a, big, a big amount of money. She's going to say, I'm retiring. and then Yeah, I hope, that, I hope yeah. that is the case. I really do. And oh, you know, you know what? Fucked. Right, I, the question is right: it, Is she responsible for what's happening, or is yes. it the rules that she has to comply to? I don't know, but I think she's responsible for what's happening. I yeah, I, well, I think there's a specific kind of responsibility, so that you can compare what happens because it's not just KK who who is the source of failure in Hollywood. You know, notably, KK isn't responsible for DC movies making a loss every single time they come out for very many similar problems. So the KK is only limitedly to blame for a lot of this stuff, but she has a particular hallmark of incompetence. So she will cycle through more directors than any other studio head, for example, or she, she'll have more writers involved and sacked and more plot drafts that are just ditched halfway through or more films canceled than most other studio heads do. Yeah. So she, she, they won't be fixed if she goes, 
but a certain kind of incompetence, her, her unique flavor will disappear. Um, I, yeah. I think that, you know, to the extent that anything happens to her at all, she will be allowed to see out of her contract until next year, and they either won't renew her or they'll move her to a different upstairs position with much less power and authority. She, she won't be yeah. sacked because that would be an admission of failure. She mm. will be leaving Lucasfilm in a pine box. Um, Lord, are you available to read this super chat? I'm not touching this one. I can indeed. From the movie cynic for 199, Doomcock is KK's gimp. <laughs> <laughs> Takes one to know one. So yeah. As <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I said, I I hope she leaves soon. And but the thing is, though, I got the feeling even if she did leave, there'd still be the woke agenda. In oh, oh, it's here to stay, forward. folks. It's yeah. here to stay. Um, here you go, Gui Ramos for. Mm, is this is that dollars? No. What's that? I think it's a real of some sort, but I don't know which. Uh, for twenty seven ninety. <laughs> I wonder if in the future we'll have a ooh, modality of contracts of actors where they allow AI versions of themselves to still act even after their death. Yes, they will. Yes, they will. Ooh. Yes, they will. Because basically, nice if question. you're going to die, you're thinking of your family. And then, you, and then, if you make that, that, that it will secure your. You know, that's what's going to happen. These actors mm. are going, and also they want their their legacy to keep going. When when you know some of them are, are yeah. really vain, they want their legacy to go. So yeah, they're going to sign contracts, in my opinion. Yeah, it can already happen if, if the estate well. gives the permission yeah. for yeah. a license to uh -huh. be used, for example. So they did that with Peter Cushing in Rogue One. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So it can already happen. I wouldn't be surprised if you did eventually see probably the law change to accommodate a very specific and sort of preemptive form of this. So actors can sign away likeness rights, but likeness for the purposes of AI will be classed differently than, say, the, the, the replication of poster art, for example. I think that would probably be mm -hmm. a good thing because it's not just going to be actors who can be repurposed in this way. This technology will very quickly become very mainstream and you can do it with virtually everyone who might not necessarily have given permission. So over time, you might see a an evolution in sort of image rights and likeness rights, which will allow this kind of thing very limitedly to be used in films and very specifically for this purpose, rather than the all-purpose, if you exist, we can remake you type thing we have at the moment. Uh, here you go, folks. Garth Knights for $5. Cheers, Garth. Uh, please send my regards to Michael. KK and Doomcock form a symbiont circle. What one does <laughs> affects the other, yes. Also, I right, that reference. I, yes, I, I think I think that what ILM is going to do in the future, and I think it's coming, they're going to actually get an AI to solve this problem here. What, make a the, decent um, film? No, no, to solve <laughs> the problem of, of uh, you know, make the aging. And I reckon AI is going to solve it faster than, than, than ILM yeah. can actually solve um, it. That's what I reckon. When in an alternate universe, in 100 years' time, KK is just master control from Tron, and she's still in place. <laughs> oh. but she's just a robot. Eager uh, folks, Gui Ramos. It's Brazilian reals. Oh, Brownie. is it? Oh, wow. Good. Wow. Mm. Brazilian. Moving on. Okay, so shall we definitely move on from this? I hope so. Yes. We're getting a little bit bogged down, I do feel. Although, sidestep. Yeah, <laughs> gold. So when you said, "Shall we definitely move on?" I assumed that I was, that was teasing. Was that something was other teasing. than unusual moving on? I think we've kind of mentioned this during the stream. Uh, Karen Allen on Indiana mm. Jones Five. When Stephen 
Spielberg was going to direct the film, I think the scripts were more focused on Indy Marion's story. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Would not be surprised. KK something half decent. Yeah, KK comes in and puts a size nines in, changes the script so that um, it could be all feminized and demonized men. That's it's weird because I actually wonder. Steven Spielberg is a powerful person in Hollywood. Can't not anymore. Really? Not anymore. Can't he do anything? No, because uh, somebody said to me, I think it was Ben that told me ages ago that his kids are into this woke. They're into the woke, thing. yeah. So yeah. he's kind of like in, you know, uh, again, I'd say those words between a rock and a hard place. So he's, you know, he doesn't know what to do, I think. So. Yeah. Man. Also, <sighs> he's in the, the sort of the egotistical self-reflection, self-documentary stage of his career now. So I don't think he's particularly interested. He and George Lucas, you know, both had the yeah. option of taking on a film like this. Both of mm. them looked at it and said, nah, we can't, we don't have anything left to do. We've done it. We're, we're moving yeah. on. Um, Spielberg goes on to do the Fablemans and, and the other sort of self-referential stuff. George Lucas retires. Um, so I don't think they were interested either way. I think they do have executive producer credits on this film. I could be wrong about that. Yeah, they've got they do. Um, here you go, Jay. I love it when the uh, new faces, the lurkers appear. James Caserta. KK spends a lot of time under desks. Mm, it's the long neck. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, <laughs> it's... Uh, <laughs> It's, what was that? It's Police Academy. Do you remember when that woman was... Um, yes! You know, <laughs> I stopped. I stopped. Brown, I wasn't going to say it, mate. <laughs> I think they all um, knew what I meant. Here you go, folks. Uh, chat favourite, channel favourite, Vex Electronica. Still oh, boggles me that anyone thought they would like this film. Just genuinely. Mm. It's shite. Even from the pitch meeting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shite. It is. It's rubbish. I really do not want to. I'm. I'm not going anywhere near this movie. It's been painful listening to uh, the all, preview all I've had. <laughs> no, well, basically the Lord. Uh, it's fucking ridiculous, isn't it? This film. Mm. Nobody just, involved uh, in it really seemed to give a shit either. I mean, was, uh, do you know what Antonio Banderas said about his role? Because he has the cameo in this film. Oh. And you, you would normally, you would expect, you know, you, you've got a bit part role, even if it's just a bit part role. It's in an Indiana Jones film. You might be a bit excited about what you've done, right? But he, he said something like, my character is very little. It's just a cameo. He's just a friend. And Indy needs him because he needs something. But he's not really in the film much. But obviously, I'm kind of happy to be there. That's basically what he said. So it's not even as though anybody really involved in the film itself. None of the actors really were very excited. None of them put anything into their role. Most of them seem to have known what the nature of the thing was as they were doing it. And it tells when you see them on the screen. It's such a low-effort production for something that costs so much money. Yeah, Three hundred and twenty-five. He might have got a bigger role. He might have had a bigger role, and then because of the changes, it got cut down to like was it a couple of minutes? That's basically what he had in the film. But um, mm. I think he's obviously now saying this stuff because he's seen the final cut. That's what I reckon. But there's no way you would hire ben Antonio Banderas just to have he, the total of screen time he has on screen is less than is less than seven minutes. Mm, yep. less than seven minutes. That's awful. Uh, you go, big problema. Antonio Banderas said, <laughs> "Esto filmo es crap or something." See, <laughs> yes. Okay, so I don't know if we're moving on. 
<laughs> uh, yeah, we shall no. see. Yeah, exactly. I can't remember. Oh, uh, yes. <laughs> I said no then. Okay. Indiana Jones and the Dial of Dysentery earns 20, is that 26.5 pounds in the film's second domestic weekend? A 50% drop. drop, Mm. But I think you can understand why it dropped because word, as I keep saying on on these streams, right, word of mouth is far more powerful than anything, whether it be social media or the mainstream media. If people go to see this film and they think it's bad, they will tell people and people will stay away or majority people will stay away, put it that way. Yeah. And Cynic knows more about this kind of thing than I do, but I have a feeling 56% isn't a terrible drop-off, but the fact is that it's dropping off from virtually nothing, which basically means if no one really goes to see it, then the drop-off will be lower the next weekend. The more interesting thing is how quickly it's been knocked off the top spot by... You know, including things that nobody really was expecting or had heard about. That um, that Sound of Freedom film has come out, which yeah. is for Doing all intents well, and yes. purposes an independent mm-hmm. one, knocked Indiana Jones off in the second weekend, which is, you know, it's Indiana Jones. It shouldn't be knocked off by a, a small-ish budget film from a, a studio mostly known yep. for Christian movies, but there we are. Apparently yeah. it's really good. It is, yeah. That's what I've heard. Yeah, yeah. I've heard good um, things. Ego, actually, Andrew, 56% ain't that bad, though, only because nobody saw it in the first place. <laughs> I mean, I mean, it has made a lot of money, right? But again, compared to a uh, compared to the budget, it's 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 obviously considered a flop. I mean, and I, I'm I, looking two hundred and forty-seven. That's what the I know a lot of people that liked it, though. I do know a lot of people that liked this film, obviously. <laughs> but obviously, they don't know any better. You know, that's the thing. So anyway, uh, Frank Marshall. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do have a lot of respect for Frank Marshall. Actually, it's a shame he's married to KK. There, Oof. yeah, and it even got beat by Insidious, the new Insidious movie this this weekend. Is it by good? A, by a, I, I don't know. I've heard. I've heard that the new Insidious movie is absolute garbage. Red Door, isn't it called? Yep. Red Door or something like that. Yeah, mm. beat it up uh, by about oh. almost ten million. There you go. How we do it at Mr. Brown Alliance is me. That is definitely me. They should have cast Daisy Ridley to fly a plane better than Indy and use the power mm-hmm. of archaeology far better than him without mm-hmm. a degree or having ever traveled. Yes, she could have stolen everything. Well, the funny thing is that they did basically just do that. That's just Phoebe Waterbridge's character, yeah. with the exception of flying, because neither of them fly. But every other word of that applies perfectly to her character in this film. Uh, Gonzi, you want to say? I was going to say, did she bypass the compressor? <laughs> <laughs> that was so sad, wasn't it? When he was in the plane, he had to get rescued by um, Wally Bridge, and he was like carrying in the corner like an old man, and then he goes, uh. And it, what was he say about the thing that made them go in the wrong direction? I can't remember what he was saying. Continental just, drift. That's it. I was just so. <sighs> I was just thinking to myself, this is really sad. It really is reducing this. Um, man. This is an Indiana Jones film. Everybody, can you fucking believe it? Allegedly. <laughs> can you believe it? And also, it's... what made me laugh was that before they jumped out of the plane, he goes, "Parachute." 
and and she grabs his hat. You know, the last thing you're going to be thinking about if you're jumping out of a plane is to grab somebody's hat. Do you know what I mean? It's just, it was just so ridiculous. Honestly, like one of the worst parts of the movie is when he just has to prove why they need him. Because I mean, oh, <laughs> yeah, I can yeah. fix it. It's literally <sighs> so sad. It's like, oh yeah, the only reason why you guys need me is because I can I can fix the car with a with a piece of gum. There you go. It's like, oh, come he's on. probably just making that up as well. He's like, Moroccan chewing gum is made from the the heap <laughs> sap of the the bunga bunga tree. Yeah, that's that sounds right. Yeah, just just trust me. You need me. Do you know what um, Indiana Jones should have punched Wally Bridge because he's punched a woman before in the in the saga. Mm, Do you yeah. remember when he's punched that woman? He punched a woman in Temple of Second Doom. Second one. Second yeah, one, yeah. Temple Bang of Doom. Right he turned face, around. Yeah. He smacked her right in the face. You never get away with that today. Definitely never mm. get away with that today. But anyway. Through the time hole. We need to save Hitler's life. <laughs> Arsehole, more like. <laughs> okay. Let's move on. It's genuinely upsetting, folks. I just thought I'd throw this in. Disney has announced its 100 years of Disney events will be in October. We can expect major Disney releases like major shows and movies, along with maybe announcements. Possibly, also, they're going to do Pixar's Elemental for some reason, but <laughs> one, yeah. 100 years of Disney what would Walt Disney be thinking now about his company where it's at? Well, he'd be, he's dead, so he's not thinking anything, really. <laughs> <laughs> it's the subtitle for the event, 100 Years of Disney, from Mickey Mouse to Elemental. And it tells its own story. It's just, yeah. Once-loved properties now producing stuff that no one in their right mind would go and see. I will say this comment from Atom Gray is spot on. Because up until recently, Disney was just well-respected and loved. You go, 60 years of history, 40 years of shite. I, I mean, I used to love Disney when I was a kid. Yeah, same and, and, and as an adult, I thought they were... They, I mean, there was one point where they actually wasn't making any money at all. They, but I did like the stuff they did make. So they were very dark. Dark Was it the um the Black Cauldron? That was right, dark. Yeah. And something this way, was it Wicked Comes? That was extremely dark for, for a kid's movie. They were delving deep into, into darkness, weren't they, the Disney organization? Mm. Disney darkness, and now it's uh, definitely a different form of Disney darkness. Ego Kranatos, 90s had good shit. It did. Mm, it did. Mm. It did, it did. I think I it was mean, Little, Little Mermaid that turned it around, didn't it? Little Mermaid, the cartoon, turned the whole thing around. Um, R2 says more like, yeah, but are we thinking early noughties? Yeah. But even said, I went to see uh, Enchanted 2008. I thought it was fantastic. Yeah, that's that's when it was on the up, wasn't it? So if, I think Little Mermaid was the thing that turned it around. Sorry? I, I think from, from 2015 or no, from 20, 2013 till now. Mm. That's when Dis yeah. Disney started going to shit. When, well, when uh, Illumination started to pop up, that's when they went to shit. Yes. So 2013. Mm. So here you go. Uh, Vex Electronica. I loved Enchanted. Yeah, I did too. It's fantastic. Yeah, I fell in love with Amy Adams in that film. Thought she was cute and gorgeous. Uh, and stuff. second movie was shy. I've not seen. I, I, yeah, the second no, movie was rubbish. I, I, no, there's a second there. one. Yeah, there is. Shame, 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 shame. Uh, how the mighty have fallen. Well, yep. deserved. Hmm. Yeah, no, with, the, with the way they with the way they run everything now, it's deserved. 
And they get themselves oh. to blame. Yep. Let's move on. Well, they're still they're still operating, aren't they? So they're not dead yet. Yeah, not yet. Okay, so um, Superman is a story that refuses to go away. Um, James Gunn has been. I think he dropped another tweet as well today, confirming mm. Superman's origin story will not be shown in Superman Legacy. Every time I see this picture, it looks like he's doing a poo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Just just. It's weird. Also, there's another thing that dropped today, um, Brownie, that I don't know if it's true, but he says that he's going to include the Batman, the Batman film in this new DC world. Did you read that? Uh, Blue Man's going to be happy then. I read I read that they were thinking of turning it into its own cinematic universe, but I wasn't sure if they were going to include it in this particular one. Well, I don't know if it's true, because I read it on Facebook. It said, James Gunn is now saying that uh, the Batman is part of his uh, DC universe, and um, uh, yeah, he's going to include you, that. So, what you're saying is you you read it on the internet? I read it on well, Facebook. Well, it's true then, isn't it? I don't know if it's true. That's what I'm saying. I take it with a pinch of salt, like Doomcock. <laughs> <laughs> it would make so, a lot more sense than introducing a new Batman at this point. Mm. Yeah, I guess if we've already got one. Yeah, I just yeah, hope this true. Superman is bright and. Hopeful and you know, and stuff like that, rather than the dark, an actual Superman, yeah, actual Superman. Yeah, but if they do end up winding the Batman into this, then that means that Superman's first villain could well be 4chan nerds, which is, is <laughs> yeah. fun, yeah, could be. Um, bigger folks, Bank of Hostman Soccer Cheese for five dollars. Just a friendly reminder this image is from All Star Superman. Wherein Superman dies. Oops. Oh, is it? Oops. I thought it was from yeah. the uh, Legacy. I thought it was from Legacy. I'm, I never read the Legacy comic. I don't even know what it's about. Yikes. Oh, well. Oh, well. Stream killer. Superman. No, but we'll see. I, I just... Well, do you, do they do they still think that they'll keep the release date with the writer strike and everything? Because is James gone on oh, strike too? Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're all on strike. Yeah. Actors are going on strike soon, they're saying. So yeah. so that's going to be... I think Hollywood's going to have a big pause at the moment. And you know what? The people that are in charge of Hollywood, they're happy because now they've got an excuse to get rid of the all shite. the people yeah, mm -hmm. that are actually causing damage to the, the profitability of their companies. So, yeah. Yeah, plus if Hollywood goes on pause, then there'll be a lot more openings in the cinema for uh, foreign films or Korean cinema, uh, or Japanese cinema, etc. Here you go. Actually, Andrew, he finished the script, so he's finished it. He oh. did, yeah, he did. Apparently, according to reports. So does that mean they could film it but not actually alter it? Well, the actors, if the actors go on strike, they're not filming anything, are they? So, oh, okay. Mm, so we'll see. Fair enough, then. Okay, yeah. so um, are we looking forward to it? I kind of... Um, maybe a little bit. Mm, I'll see when the the first trailer drops. That's see right. where where they go with the story. That's right. Yeah, yeah. they. As, it was a shame they dangled the carrot with uh, Cavill. Mm. Yep. <sighs> Never mind. Shall we move on? Yes. Along. Move along. What's this? Okay, so Deadpool. Oh, is... no. A <laughs> um, couple of Deadpool things, folks. Uh, yeah. Karen Sonny says Deadpool 3 is still hard art and does not feel different from the two previous films. 
Haven't they got um the girl who played Electra in this? What's her name? Um, Jennifer. The that's, the, that's the next Jennifer, one. Jennifer Garner. Yeah, they say that, that she has. She's in it. Guess what? It's multiverse, folks. Yay! Uh, yeah. Oh, time travel. The Lord has left. <laughs> He's left us. He's so disgusted. He's gone. This is how you get rid of him. Is just bring up the multiverse, and he just vanished. Right, God, yeah. <laughs> literally disappeared. I'm not no, talking no. about the fucking multiverse. He's <laughs> gone, folks. We are a lord down. Ah, <laughs> uh, so bear wow. in mind this is Disney, folks. Yeah, but I don't know. It's you know, yeah, it's true. It's Disney. I would have said I have faith in Ryan Reynolds, but I don't think that Ryan Reynolds has that power where he can overrule what. Uh, well, I don't even know. It's is it Feige that's that's making this one? I did read. I did read that he's got free reign to do what he wants because I think they're that desperate to earn some money. Yeah, probably. But uh, I, I don't know. Didn't they say that he's not allowed to improv? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So the strike. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Oh man, oh. Well, it's fuck then, folks. Yeah, but we'll see. Have you guys, uh, have you guys seen the leaks? Have you guys read them? No, no, mm -hmm. I've read, I've read them. They're uh, very, very, very interesting. Let's just say that uh, they tie into the MCU. Oh God. Yep, into into Loki. So there what? you go. Oh man, Deadpool three, dead on arrival. Mm -hmm. Um, Lord John, do you think Lord's computer, brand new computer's gone? <laughs> I don't know, maybe. Has it released the Terminators? Okay, we'll move on from this because it's another Deadpool, folks. Sure. So, you go in. Oh, she is. She's going to be in it then. Jennifer Garner. I do like Jennifer Garner, though. I think she's very, 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 very shaggable. <laughs> mm. Oh, she, yeah. She had it back in the day. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she still day, has yeah. it now, she's mate. Still, yeah, she's still pretty, yeah. yeah uh, for me, uh, I don't know. I haven't seen a recent picture, though. Has she, has she been in right. anything Yeah, recently? she's all right, yeah. Yeah, she was in that film with um uh, the guy in Deadpool. It, it was a Netflix film. I can't remember what it was called, where he was from the future and he comes back to meet his young self. Do you remember? Oh, I can't remember yeah. what, was that, what was that called. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, I she was in that. Yeah. With, the, with the kid that's going to play Percy Jackson. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. Okay, yeah. And also the yeah, Hulk yeah. was in it as well, wasn't he? Yeah, uh, the guy played the Hulk's playing his dad. Yeah, so. mm -hmm. I remember uh, the, the Atom Project. If I remember that's it, Atom Project. Yeah, you know, Lord had a power cut. <laughs> hey, did he? Oh dear! Oh dear! Yikes! Mm. I wonder if he's got thunderstorms. We had a massive thunderstorm here yesterday. Did the you? sky, the sky just lit up. Oh, man. It was unbelievable. I had, a, I, I had a lightning storm, uh, I think it was a week ago. So, like, constant lightning every about every less than 10 seconds, honestly. I think every wow. seven seconds. Yeah, it was crazy. Mm. Yes, it pissed it down yesterday, folks. Okay, so um, mm. are we kind of excited to see her back? She's not a bad actress, is she? I do, I do like her. It's just, it's, it's just, I, I didn't really want her to come back as this character, to tell you the truth. But... Mm. Yeah. Oh, he's back. The oh. Lord is back. Yeah, apologies, power cut there. Oh. <laughs> I see. But yeah, I, I don't know. I think that it could be interesting, but hearing all of these, um, you know, old X-Men and those mm. properties reprise their roles, it's starting to scare me a bit. Uh, here you go. Uh, Johnny Lawrence's mum 
Mm. No, her best work was Alias. Yeah, I can remember the show. Yeah, yes, it was. Yeah, she was great in Alias. Was that J.J. Abrams? Yes, it was. It was. Yeah. And Tarantino did a couple of episodes because he loved it. Yeah, it was uh, Abrams and Kurtzman. So yeah, well, Kurt Kurtzman was just in those days. He was just in the background, wasn't he? Yeah. So mm. yeah, he's just a boy. J.J. The, the dynamic duo. Um, here you go, folks. Franco Walker, the Lord is respawned. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Actually, it could be another version of me that's come back out of a multiverse. Because could that's be. just the current Look, meta. You, you I die, the and then a few seconds later, they think, oh no, I still need you, and they bring me back. <laughs> You're Quantum a massive mortality. fan. You're a massive fan of the multiverse. Oh, I adore them, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so really is, is, this, is this a bit like Rick and Morty, where there's a council of lords. <laughs> probably, probably. Can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> okay, let's move on. And yeah, this was a picture that dropped of um... Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah. Hmm. What, more, what more can you say? Mm, yeah, so, so they're done filming, right? Or are they still doing it? Um, the filming at the moment, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. thing uh, is, though, I think Deadpool should have stopped at the first one. Yeah. You can't just keep doing the same joke, you know. Well, I know a reason why it didn't stop. How much money did it make? Yeah, I know. Z? I know, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the fastest-growing uh, R-rated film, yeah. movie. Yeah. Did, it, did it make over a billion dollars? Uh, no, it did uh, 782 oh. million US dollars. <laughs> took my headphones off for that. <laughs> I think we need to find a story where there's a billion mentioned every week just to do that because it's fun. Um, here you go, Super Chat. Romeo, Romeo, Tango, November Zulu for f 10 New Zealand dollars. Hail, Brown, and panel of awesomeness. After this excellent stream, Outcast Creative is doing his one-year mega stream, and there's mm. a link. Oh, mm. I think he's done it. Yeah, it was before this. Yeah, gotta, gotta support the megas. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Shall we move on from Deadpool? Yep. I yep, feel yep, we've yep. done far too much Deadpool. Oh God, there we go. <laughs> uh, be warned, there's possibly a little bit of politics, folks. I know some people hate it. Sorry. Let's move on. But not What's yet. This? What's this? I did check the Outcast creative thing is actually ongoing, which is good because you, you can't wrap up a, a one-year mega stream before this one. Like One-year mega stream should be a minimum of 11 hours long, I think. Oh. <laughs> it should be a minimum of 11 hours 59 minutes before StreamYard boots you off so yes okay so um, there is a cut of Dune is it Dune or Dune Dune Dune, Dune 2 Dune. Um, 3 hours is that 15 minutes yes, yes. That's not long enough for me. I, I want longer. <laughs> Are we going to sit and watch yeah. a three-hour fifty? I am. What do you think? I would. Me? I think I would like that one to be longer. The depressing thing is that oh no, it does say current card, so maybe that is the one we'll get. That would be nice. There's a lot to wrap up, so they're going to need to fill the time. 
Um, here you go. Oops, sorry, chat moved up. Uh, Connor, I can't be sitting in a cinema for over three hours. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they should just add an intermission. Yeah, it's doomed though. Oh, we've got really nice reclining seats, which are really... Has he got a commode? <laughs> no. I'm really looking forward to this. I still haven't seen the first one. MI7 yeah, and Doom 2. One of the only ones I can say I'm slightly looking forward to. Yeah, oh, I'm man. really looking forward to this. It's been sitting on my PC like in 4K for the past year. What? <laughs> yeah, I just haven't touched it. Well, you need to watch it just before you go and see part two. Mm, I will watch it before I see part two, but I don't know if I'd see part two in the cinema. Depends on if I really enjoy part one. I can say watching part one in the cinema was fantastic. Yeah, here it was a, it was a super uh, phenomenon in France, actually. It was huge. It was everywhere. Even on the news, they were just repetitively, they were playing Dune, everything Dune when it first came out. That's because they oh, it's a really French director, it. but it's also really successful. So obviously we have to go and all see it in France. It's it's, it's a cultural thing, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean, technically he's Canadian. Well, French-Canadian, yeah. That's true. <laughs> uh, you go, successful, so is... you can claim him as your own. <laughs> yeah. Part one is a ball fest. Oh. No, no. Part what? one is really classy world building. Iceman. <laughs> Pack it in. Dune, Dune. Uh, but I, I don't mind slow movies, so I, I can do it. And uh, yeah, since I, I'm on the panel, well, it's pronounced Denis Villeneuve. There you go. Uh, oh, I'm glad you said that, because I've been pronouncing it differently every single time I've said it. So it's Denis Villeneuve. <laughs> Is that right? Villeneuve, yeah. Villeneuve, okay. I will try uh, and remember that. Typhoon, the cinema experience was excellent. Yes, it was. And then uh, Johnny Lawrence's mom asks, remember intermissions? Now, mm, yep. Intermissions. No. They, should, they should have one, honestly. May, well, if it's really, really long, then yeah. Um, you go, R2, part one is pretty slow at the uninspired mm. review issue. But that's because it's mostly set up. The second part will have a lot more action. I'm hoping because yeah. the first one really did was to me was very slow. I haven't read the books, by the way. Will there only be uh, two parts or more? I, I, I don't know. I did three. read somewhere that they, there might be a third one. Um, I could go it depends. Because hmm. they're only really at the end of the first act, and like part one ends the first act of the book. It was a strange decision because I mean it is a slow film. I don't particularly mind that, but. They, they did deliberately keep out most of the the actual sort of substantive action parts of the book are not in part one of the film. So it was a bit of a gamble to say, well, we'll, we'll trust people to actually have the patience to sit through this and wait then a few years before stuff actually starts to click into place. Um, yeah. But I, I, it seems to have done well enough with the audience that en enough people were willing to do that, which I think is, is to be lauded. I prefer it when that's the case, as opposed to we must have absolutely everything all at once immediately. Um, and then you sort of lose track of where you are and the action sequences just become depressing and the story tends to suffer as a result of that. They've made a few changes from the books, which will be interesting to see how they wrap up. There are a number of important characters who either aren't in there or have very different roles, um, but they did so far manage to make it make sense within the, the film version, so I'm hoping they'll carry that on. Um, I, I wouldn't say that I adored the first one, but I did like it, and mm, liking something in the current cinematic uh, oeuvre <laughs> is, is quite enough for me. 
Uh, we're I... even lucky that we got a part two because uh, the first one didn't make that much money, that much profit, actually. It was released on digital same day as well, which didn't help. Yep. But uh, it was such a good. People went to see it at the cinema. Thank God. Um, R two. There may be a third part in the offing. I'd be up for that. Actually, Andrew. Yeah, Children of Doom. Do do. Uh, no, not necessarily because no? again, so so the first film is only basically the first act of the first book, and that's book one of I think there are seven, most of which are. Frank Herbert himself, although the latter ones were his son in collaboration. So the third one wouldn't need to be Children of Dune in the same way that the second one is not going to be uh, Emperor of Dune, I think it's the second book. So the three films, if they do them, will all be book one, I would imagine. Um, it's a while before you get the Children of Dune anyway. Uh, I think Smilex in the chat asked if, if Paul becomes a genocidal warlord maniac at the end. That's, again, not book one. That becomes That's a thing later. And that's the, the point at which I think they'll have to stop adapting Dune because at some point he fuses with the consciousness of a worm and becomes like the, the God Emperor worm thing. It becomes weird and psychedelic because Frank Herbert took too many drugs. Um, so I'm hoping they don't do that because it's hard to put that on the screen. Wow. I'd be up for that though. I'd watch that. Okay. Yeah, but so, it might not translate well. I don't know. Just drop a couple of acid tabs and roll away. <laughs> That's okay. what he did when he wrote it. So yeah, it could work. Oh work. yes, my type of film then. Okay, so I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Three hours fifteen, not long enough for me. I'd, I'd quite easily sit in that movie watching four hours easy. Okay, should we move on? Mm -hmm. um, this was <laughs> the uh, this was the uh, big news this week, wasn't it? Yes. 15, 15, that's one five million plus accounts have joined threads in less than a day. And absolutely no one in the mainstream media who probably has joined threads will be asking the kind of questions they ask of Twitter. Like, for example, how many <laughs> of those accounts are real and how many of them are bots? Because I'd be interested to find that out. Mm. Uh, for the uninitiated Lord, what is threads? Because I saw threads trending. And I thought it meant the 1984 um, <laughs> nuclear um, the film, yeah, yeah the TV film, yeah. Mm. So for the, well, the this threads could be an equivalent disaster to a nuclear bomb, but we that remains to be seen. Threads is Mark Zuckerberg's new competitor, allegedly to Twitter, um, launched as part of his Meta company. Although it's more closely tied with Instagram at the moment than it is its own thing. Effectively, it's a giant, very well-funded online safe space because. It's the kind of place you go, he says explicitly, that it's the kind of place we want to encourage people to be nice to each other. If you go on the, the actual website announcing the launch of Threads, it says you can link it to your Instagram. That's point one. Point two, the second most important sales pitch is it's really easy to block and report people, and we have really big teams to make sure you don't have to hear anything you don't want to. So the whole thing is just reactive because lots of people say that hate speech is proliferating on Twitter. So Zuckerberg has said, well, good business strategy. Let's market ourselves on being the place which censors even more content than Twitter used to do and expecting people to do that. If anything, it's more of a competitor with LinkedIn because the kind of posts that they shared as examples of the content they want to see just resemble that incredibly banal self-help genre that LinkedIn really specializes in. It's like, this is what I had for breakfast. Does pineapple belong on pizza? Hey, anyone have any nice recommendations for places to eat out today? And that's simply not as addictive as hating people. And that's what Twitter does incredibly well. So I don't really see this competing with Twitter in the short term. I don't mind pineapple and pizza. Yeah, I love it. I, 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 I wouldn't choose it, but I don't mind it. Z? 
Yes, I love pineapple on pizza. Yeah. But I'm not getting a Threads account. No, I, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I don't really like pineapple um, with food, basically. Okay. I don't, yeah. Apparently, didn't um, all the people that um, Musk sacked, weren't they, like weren't they <laughs> re-employed by Zoidberg? Zoidberg. I don't know if all of them were re-employed by him, but um, Twitter is reportedly looking into suing Meta for data scraping and other um, infringements on on protected uh, you mean that? IP stuff. So you mean this? Um, yeah, I think so. Uh, again, hard to say how far that goes exactly because you know Elon is is not necessarily the most um, legally aware of people. Uh, hence, calling you know random Suck goodwill ambassadors pedophiles <laughs> for daring to try and save children. You know, he, he's a bit of an erratic kind of guy. So I don't know how far it will go. Um, the layout I've seen of of, of uh, threads because obviously I'm not going to get one because I'm not I'm you know not that it. gay. Okay. But it looks it looks like a, a repetitive um, sort of clone of Twitter. It doesn't look particularly innovative. And again, I don't understand really the even the medium term appeal of a platform which basically says come here and you will only be clapped on the back most people don't want to be clapped on the back as much as they want to be slinging abuse at each other so Twitter is is more famous than linkedin (laughs) and i mean it's like going back on facebook isn't it what what on earth you want to do that for (laughs) and the worst thing is it is linked to your instagram account quite fused to it in fact you can't delete your threads account without entirely deleting your instagram account as well yikes so people are trapped and they can't leave yeah (laughs) avoid (laughs) avoid facebook avoid instagram avoid tiktok that's my advice Oh yeah, I mean, it, it, I know everybody does this to a degree, but it, it is worth looking at the huge list of data that Threads will harvest from you as well if you do sign up to it. I mean, it's it's an immense amount, and it's I think probably slightly more than most other social media companies would do. So it, it's basically it's Twitter, but it's going to try and force you to be nice to people. It will block you. It it has um, the safety warnings if you've ever posted anything at all ever that might be conceived as vaguely to the Trap. right of Lenin. Then if you go and follow that person, it will say, are you sure you want to follow this person? Because they've been found to post repeated misinformation or go against community guidelines, as uh, we found in review. It just seems like the worst possible place to be. It's like it's like Mastodon, even, or whatever that thing was called. Mm. Except uh, there's something completely different there, anyway. (laughs) Threads is a lot more invasive. I mean, it it literally wants access to every single thing on your phone. Yeah. Mm. Which... Which I mean, avoid it, folks. It, it is your data being harvested. I mean, last week alone, Meta lost a, a European Union court case against uh, antitrust regulators because of the crap they're doing. And only um, a couple of months ago, we'll find something like 1.2 billion euros. <laughs> oh, you can do that a bit better, can't you? <laughs> One. <laughs> headphones off headphones folks yep billion <laughs> did he say it yet oh he did yep. good that's it and yeah that was that was only a couple of months ago they would find that when you do that your sound card doesn't like that at no, all it our, our ears don't like yeah. it either okay at all. Uh, so it'd be interesting to see where that goes. Um, there is the other thing as well, which is that you are basically, and in full knowledge, 
yeah. signing up for an organization which will enact the exactly the same kind of combination of data harvesting and censorship as we now know that Twitter was doing before Elon Musk took over. Oh, and we know this in part because there's a, a law, a court uh, judgment, has summary judgment handed down so far anyway, um, by one of the lower courts in the US, which is prohibiting the US government from collaborating or talking to uh, the current social media executives for fear that they will continue to infringe First Amendment rights and other rights to privacy and to um, freedom of speech and assembly. So this is this is the kind of thing that Zuckerberg is attempting to recreate the bad old days when the government knew everything you were going to say and without warning could kick you off of the internet. That's what he seems to want to bring back. The only people who go and voluntarily sign up to this kind of thing are people who really don't have a problem with their lives being controlled by other people. In fact, they kind of wish that they were. Um, but if you do sort of value your own ability to think and speak freely, and indeed that involves you know hearing people you don't necessarily like, then don't go anywhere near this shit fest because it's not going to be fun. Mm. Mm, I'll just say quickly, here we go. Mr. <laughs> Brown Lights, that's me. Uh, the Lord has spoken. He has spoken. He has spoken. Mm. Avoid it like the plague, folks. Avoid it. Okay, shall we move on? Yes. Sure. Are we? I don't know. Channel favourites back in the news, folks. Oh, wow. Well, speaking Correct. of wankers, so we haven't really moved on. <laughs> Punchable another, face woman. Another uh, photo opportunity. Yeah. Um, climate activist Greta Thunberg has been criminal charged and could face prison time. I doubt. This was from when she got arrested the other week. Arrested for what? Protesting. Yeah, but for protesting what again? The environment? Where was it now? Sweden? Oh, God. Was it windmills or something? I can't remember, but uh, I think six months in clink would do that person the world of good. Yeah, if it's Sweden, put... she won't get that, because Swedish mm. penal justice is notoriously, well, non-existent. Um, so it's been a problem at the moment when they're trying to say, arrest migrants who come over and try to throw grenades at their neighbours because, you know, peace and love and harmony and diversity is our strength. If they're under the age of, I think it's 21, or it could be 19, then they tend to get put in youth penal correction facilities, which you can just basically walk out of. So yep. even if she does end up in a Swedish prison, she can leave at her own volition any given time. I don't think she'll even end up there, though, because most of these stunts are coordinated with the police, never mind, you know, against them. 100%. And have you guys seen what a Swedish prison cell looks like? Uh... It doesn't really look like a prison cell, honestly. Is it five star? Oh yeah, basically this, this yes. Is like a premium prison cell, really. It just looks like a a, a one bedroom apartment, to be so, honest. Did, did she forget her clothes? We'll move or on, something? don't we? The, what, why they they resting her in her undies or what's going on here? <laughs> what's, what's going? I don't understand. It's called fashion, mega geeky. Oh, it? sorry. Okay. It's, it's today's <laughs> youth. Take it back. Then. <laughs> don't know what's going on. Um. A few of the people are not happy that I'm doing this, but... Um... Well, it's the internet. That's inevitable. Yeah. Um, okay. I will say there are kind of stories that genuinely I think people need to know about, etc., etc. But anyway. Should we move on from old dwarf? Let's move on. Oh, Blue Boy should be here for this one. We kind of mentioned this a little bit earlier, didn't we? Uh, rumor, Warner Brothers to expand and build 
out Matt Reeves, the Batman vision to the entire cinematic universe. Hmm. <sighs> there you go. Well, I mean, what would they do? Would they just make it a Batman cinematic universe? Because it's, it's, if, it, if it's a Batman cinematic universe, then it could be fine. At least you could flesh out the villains some more and you can flesh out Batman so that when they ultimately meet, you can have a better story. But I don't know. I just I just don't see it being its own separated universe if they start to add a second Superman and all of that in addition to what James Gunn has in store. So, I just think that... Um... It, I, I don't like the casting for this Batman. At Sorry, all. Barbara. But there you go. You know. I'm just not interested. I'm not interested in this. Is anybody? No, yeah, if you can make a better movie. Yeah. I saw the teaser to the Penguin on HBO, mm. and I am actually very intrigued by uh, yeah. the expansion of this universe. Does it look good? It, it actually genuinely does. Mm. Um, go, go and check out the. Um, the pe uh, penguin teaser uh, okay. on YouTube, but it's um, I'm certainly intrigued. And Colin Farrell was welcome back as the penguin, in my opinion. So mm. take a look. Take there you go, look. folks. Uh, Z recommending something. The mm. penguin. The penguin wing. How long do you guys think before they uh they bring back the Joker? Do you think the the Batman two will directly bring back the Joker? Because I mean they can't not do a movie with the Joker. It's too much of a of a money maker to pass him on, or to wait. It depends if he long. survives the one with um, Lady Gaga in it, doesn't it? Because that's the next Lady Joker. Gaga. Film. Oh, Lady yeah, Gaga. it's true. Yes. I mean, uh, I feel like that that movie. The title already is a spoiler in itself. Like Folie à deux. Folie à deux mm. means a. Uh, well, it's a psychological term. It means shared psychosis. So technically, in my mind, already with the title, everything that's going to happen in the movie is just fake. So, you know, it was all in their imagination. They're probably going to end the movie with him in a mental asylum. That's it. You go, folks. Andy Mouse, one, two, three. Bring back action. Move, uh, sorry. Bring back action superheroes. Yeah. Hmm. Yep. Uh, Z's put a link to the penguin. Ooh, I'll take a look. I shall take a look. Obviously, we're not affiliated to HBO, but if they want to throw some money my <laughs> way, I'll quite easily take it off their uh, hands. Hitch me all. Uh, Igor, folks, Peter Pidrak for $20. Thank you, Peter. I am behind by 20 minutes. Thank you for talking about Sound of Freedom. It is an issue that has been covered in popular culture for decades. Batman talked about this. It is hard because you can't say that evil isn't real. Normally I would dismiss this kind of thing largely because of the studio it comes from, which it sounds prejudiced, but then if you've ever seen a Christian film, you can understand why. Um, <laughs> but I've, I've heard some fairly interesting things about this one, um, not least the fact that it isn't a Christian film. Um, so uh, it might, yeah, I've, and, and also from some fairly reputable people. In other words, I, 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 would, I dismissed the suggestion, which was already doing the rounds in, say, Rolling Stone, most famously, that this is QAnon adjacent, because I think one of the stars is QAnon adjacent, as though that really means anything. Um, but I've heard some fairly respectable people say interesting things about it. It does sound like it might actually be a fairly hard-hitting and sincere thing, as opposed to a preachy and, and glossy thing. So I might take a look at this one. And it's doing better than Indiana Jones. It is. Yes, it is. Anything's better than Indiana Jones. 
It is. Watching paint dry. Okay. Yeah. Shall we move on? Yep. Move along. And by the way, KK get fucked. Let's move on. <laughs> oh, it doesn't get any better, folks. Um, what's this guy? Shimu Lu? Shang-Chi. Says, Liu, I think. Yeah, says uh, two was meant to be released just after Avengers the Kang Dynasty. Well, that ain't going to get made, is it? However, he adds that it gets, I can't speak, keeps getting pushed back due to circumstances beyond my control, meaning the first one was shite, probably. <laughs> there was a good fight on the bus, but that was about it. Um, but um, The reason why they're pushing it back is because they know there's no money in, in continuing with this. Because the first yeah. one didn't really break even, did it? No, I made about 400, I think 400 million on the dot, actually. And obviously, Four, 432. They don't want to admit that it didn't do very well, otherwise their, their yeah. woke thing would be blown. Yeah. Jim so. D expect that sequel never yeah atom great bin thing is that he, he the, the, i i used to read shang, shang i used to call him shang chai when i was a kid i used to read <laughs> him right and i and you know they drew him like a hero this guy looks like he comes from a soap opera yeah he does actually the car, oh, medical the medical so wrong yeah it just it just is so wrong you know he doesn't look like you know if they cast someone that looked like bruce lee or something like that then you you know you'd be in the first step but they didn't. They cast this guy. It just looks ordinary. I've not seen any of the Marvel movies apart from the Spider-Man from mm. the rest of it. I've not seen any of it. Not bothered. Yeah. Not interested. Yeah, honestly, don't bother. And plus, Simu Liu's career, I, I haven't really seen him in anything. The thing I, I knew him from was that uh, TV show called Kim's Convenience, which was, yeah. you know, it was yeah. pretty good. But after that, he's only been in flops. He's been in really weird flops. The only, the only like high profile movie that he's he's gonna be in recently will be Barbie. That's it. Mm -hmm. It's really funny because, you know, they talk about diversity, and in Marvel they have diversity before yeah. it became woke. Obviously, the comics. So they had a chance to actually do this really well, but they didn't. They fell back on the same old crap where he gets kicked in the balls all the time by females, you know, and stuff like that. So it's their fault that this isn't working. If they had a proper script writer and, and they looked at this property properly and they did it in the way that the in, in the best spirit of the comics, it would have succeeded. But mm. they didn't do that. So there you go. Yeah, at least they had the decency to give us good fight scenes. Well, yeah. enjoyable yeah. fight scenes. Because I think it was uh, Jackie Chan's people that uh, right. that, that choreographed oh, okay. them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Apart from the magic bangle fight at the end. That's <laughs> so yeah. rubbish. Hey. Dog shit, everybody. Let's move on. It was a bit of a slow news week this week. I do apologize. <laughs> better do better. Shall we all do better? <laughs> um, Captain America, Brave New World star Anthony Mackie calls out the lack of black characters in Harry Potter and the Lord of the Rings film. That's because it was uh, written by a white woman. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, it's, what would you expect? <laughs> what? Sorry? I mean, Frodo, Frodo did steal someone's bling, so technically <laughs> yeah. um, we're not that far removed. Well, you could have all the hobbits as black. Yeah. It just it, it it really doesn't make no sense when I say things like that. 
if if a black man had written a character like Shaft, if you look at Shaft, there was a lot of black people in that because the author is black. What would you expect if there's a white person writing something or creating something? Most of them are going to be white, aren't they? So I don't know, know especially, why. Especially for the time, though, it was written. Exactly. Yeah. You're right. I really like Anthony, Anthony. Mackie. He's a nice yeah. guy. He's funny. As Has well. he been told to say this shit? Or is he just genuinely? No, told he's, it? he's he's been drinking the Kool Aid, isn't he? Oh, Anthony, what are you doing? Fuck's sake. Looks like the only person that's saying the right things about the black community is Morgan Freeman. He's the only one. They can't get rid of Morgan Freeman because he's just too well established now. So, and plus he's he's quite old, so he doesn't care. He can he can retire happily. But no, isn't he retired already? He has retired, but he's still people are still wanting him to be in the movies and stuff because yeah. it bolsters up their um credibility for money to put money into it. So if you mm. have him in a small part, then yeah. Just rounds it off, doesn't it? With cast, so um, here you go. Adam Gray, sorry, chat moved up. Oh, sorry, <laughs> you suck, bird boy. <laughs> also, like the Harry Potter thing, they did actually, I think they recast one of Harry's friends. I want to say it's Dean Thomas, I might have got the name wrong, but he's black from about the third film onwards. Mm. If he's complaining about the lack of major characters, well, okay, but bear in mind also that set before 1997. So you have very, like, you had immigration, but it wasn't mass immigration of anything like the scale we're now accustomed to. And also, it's in Scotland, where 99.2% yeah. of the population is white, and Hogwarts is supposed to be modelled on this elite boarding school, and whether you like it or not, the fact is that certain demographics tend to go to elite boarding schools more than others. Um, I just will always come back to the thing that I think Ian said many times, you know, if you want new black characters, make new black characters, but right. stop complaining when they don't get presented as tokens in stuff that other people have already made i mean yep. I, I think it was um morgan freeman that said why do we have black black history month you know because it's pointless and why and and also with films why can't aren't they making new black characters they're not making new black characters they're just giving us hand-me-downs i think he mm. said it in didn't say it that way but he obviously said it in such a way um, that michelle rodriguez said it that way actually yeah yeah uh, yeah when uh, she was going to a car i saw that yep. footage yeah <laughs> um you go romeo romeo um mackie is so off the mark on this what a tool bag yeah i think he spoiled himself yeah it's so weird and don don cheadle said someone... something similar recently don don cheadle came out and said because he's in um in secret invasion he said that he and samuel L. jackson couldn't understand and they were really disappointed when they weren't included in a Wakanda film. And I was thinking, well, like, Wakanda is just a magnet for black people now, is it? Because I'm pretty sure that's not what it's supposed to be. Mm. Yeah, they probably true. wanted the work. Mm. Um, Ego, Bank of Osman, Socrates, $5. Cheers, Bank. Uh, no black people in Harry Potter. Will Kingsley, Kingsley Shacklebold. Yeah. yeah. And Dean Thomas, please stand. Also, um, Lenny Henry did the voice for the bus, the possessed bus. And oh, one. yeah, in the uh, number oh, three, yeah. number three. So there you go. So I don't know what they're talking about. <laughs> one of the drunken heads was Jamaican as well. So, yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah, mom. Yeah. Yeah, mom. And Hermione's played by a black actress on the stage play. There you go. So no, Of course. <laughs> there you go. Uh, well, ooh, can't wait ooh. for the, the, the Harry Potter reboot. Remake, yeah. Oh my God, it's going to be mm. terrible, isn't it? It's going to Falcon, be absolutely please. Awful. Absolutely awful. Um, filming's completed. 
by the way, for that. I bet, I bet you they go hard on who's the Dumbledore hard on? and his boyfriend. <laughs> Dumbledore and his boyfriend. I bet they're going to really milk that one, aren't they? Oh, I don't know because it'll be tricky for them. Well, I don't know. Will it be tricky because they've been. That's in the Grindelwald films, which are still, yes, I think, is. being made, even though nobody I know actually watches them. Um, and it's barely, it's mentioned occasionally in those, but it's not exactly a huge plot point in them. So it depends on whether the remade series on HBO wants to account for an attempt to put itself in the same law as those films, which I'm not sure it necessarily would because different studios are behind them and all the rest. So I don't know about that. But I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised to hear more about it than we saw in the books or the original films, but I don't know if they'll make it a big thing. It's, it's, it's what it is, right? We, they know what the audience want, but they're not going to give it to us. We want, if they're going to remake Harry Potter, be true to the nature of Harry Potter. If you start tick boxing, then you're not going to be true to the nature of Harry Potter. It's as simple as that. Yep. And they're going to they're do the latter, aren't they? So, Well, maybe. It's hard, again, hard to say. J.K. Rowling is, I think, supposed to be quite heavily involved with this show. Um, yes. And so the immediate response to that was, well, that probably means they might not do too much t- uh, box texting when it comes to trans people, for example, which is, is a fair summation. But it is also worth remembering that until about five years ago, J.K. Rowling was a fairly soft left progressive type person who said, I'm happy for black people to play Hermione Granger or whoever else, because it doesn't matter. Um, and she retroactively makes Dumbledore gay to score woke points before woke mm. was really a big thing. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised to see there were more box ticking in the show than yeah, we might yeah, otherwise Connor, have Yeah, mm. Connor, it will be woke as ook. Uh, JK yep. is super woke outside of the stuff. Yes. Well, the some of the time, that... I think she's okay. trolling us because she came out at one point and said that wizards just urinate wherever they like and just magic it away. <laughs> but look, look I do, what I, mean, I don't, don't understand, right, is what, why, why remake Harry Potter? Why doesn't she create mm-hmm. new characters, new right. characters, young, young, new characters now with different adventures? Because, because it's her world, isn't it? Why? What, what is the point of actually remaking it? We've well, I mean, seen it. They tried well, out with the Fantastic sure Beasts and they failed miserably. But I blame yeah. J.K. Yeah. Rowling because she was the writer on that, but and I reason, don't think that she knows how to write right. film. I gotta admit though, I did kind of warm to the first one, but the rest yeah, of the first one was okay. Nonsense. But that's the thing you see. Um, she's a writer of novels. What yep. you needed it was a screenplay writer to put the to, to actually make things move faster and actually shape the, yeah. the screenplay to actually 100%. match a movie. But they didn't do that. That was the mistake. She's a questionable writer of novels as well, but she she's got fantastic ideas. She's not necessarily the best writer. Is the first Fantastic Beast film the one when Ezra Miller is on the run from the law again? Yes. Is yes. that <laughs> the plot of that That's film? I thought started. so. <laughs> Irony. I, I just like the idea that he was collecting all these creatures and he had that bag that had the... Yeah, every, every, all it was thing. whimsical. It was really magical, I thought, but I don't know. That's just me. I thought the first one was. Sorry. You know, I, but there's also a huge uh, attachment to Harry Potter. For example, I'm someone who grew up with the Harry Potter films. I mean, I was growing Same. up with the characters as they were progressing. So I got to watch the last film in the cinema, you know? And I don't know, I just have a massive attachment to Daniel Radcliffe and every single person even the extras in in the cast because they're so memorable and they kept all of them throughout the entire series mostly she saw them grow Mm. so 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 i mean there's just gonna be a huge barrier of people that need to accept already the new casting when that is announced but i'm sure that the people who are fans of the books will appreciate the the change of format which will you know permit to have everything of the book yeah 
Yeah, because yeah, um, that's going to be the difference, isn't it? Because it's a series format that there's a huge amount in every single book, especially toward the later ones, which because the books just became longer and longer and longer, that you just didn't have time or, or the place to put into the film as well. Whereas this series, nominally at least, will have the opportunity to show pretty much every event in the book. So it, it yeah. could end up looking like a very different and more faithful production. It could. Um, mm. Whether it will is another matter. Okay. I know Chris uh, Curtis. Is it Chris Curtis who wrote um, Love Actually? Isn't it? Isn't it the writer? Chris oh, Curtis? Richard Curtis. Oh, Richard Curtis. Sorry, Richard Curtis. I remember when he was writing Love Actually, he was having lunch with Lenny Henry. This is meant to be a true story. Lenny Henry said to him, where is all the black people in your films? In Jamaica. And, and, uh, and Richard Curtis got so guilty about that. He start, he cast that one black guy <laughs> in, in Love Actually. <laughs> he just put one black guy in there. Um. <laughs> So, yeah. I think I think this is funny in my head, but I'm going to ask the question: Will we get Jake Potter? I, I hope not. I hope not because I, I have this thing about originality. If why why screw around with? You know, I don't believe in race swapping or gender swapping. I think it's I think it's disgusting. It's no no respect to the original material. But if it's if it's JK doing it to her own project, then there's nothing I can say really because it belongs to her. She can yeah. do whatever she wants. Mm. It would be uh, difficult to do because like, certainly in the first one, Harry Potter's a 10-year-old kid, so it would be really hard to make him an old, grumpy, depressed, miserable, suicidal <laughs> old man. <laughs> yeah. Um, Z, are you available, please? A Guy Ramos in the chat for whatever that is. Brazilian folks. <laughs> would love to hear everyone's take on it. Will work filmmaking ever die? If so, what will it take to die? Money. I, I do see it losing strength, yes. Money. And money. hemorrhaging audience numbers. Yeah. You've got, you've got to start telling better stories. they got to do better. Mm. <laughs> you've got to do better, Hollywood. That's what's going to happen, though. It's going to get to a point where the, the stories are the same all across the board, and people are going to notice it big time, and then people are not going to be watching it. And then... Well, look at the multiverse. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They're going to have to change it. Mm. I've got a big section on this in, in this Indiana Jones script, as Mr. Brown well knows, because he's had to spend oh. days with the script at this point. But um, Painful. it's basically this idea that, as everybody knows anyway, you know, these kind of woke beliefs are luxury beliefs. There's something you can afford to do when money is, is looking good, and specifically when money is being printed and thrown at you like it doesn't mean anything. That's when mm. you can afford diversity hires, diversity opinions, luxury beliefs, and all the rest of that stuff, high status stuff. Um, it's when you start losing all that money, and as he says, losing the audience share, that's when harder heads than people who currently exist at the studios will start saying, well, um, the diversity stuff isn't really isn't really making us money, and in fact, we're losing lots of money, and we are in danger of going out of business, so it might be time that we, we maybe parked some of this and took a risk on these new guys. It, it's, it's a bizarre, slightly perverted form of the old Hollywood Renaissance thing of the 1970s, as opposed to the 1930s, 40s, which was, again, just all empty spectacle and technology, but no story. And it became clapped out and it lost loads of money. And eventually they took risks on people like Steven Spielberg to tell new stories in their own way. And that's what led to this, this renaissance, which in turn leads to corporate Hollywood, which in turn gives us woke beliefs, which in turn leads to declining audience numbers. And it just repeats itself again. So money is the short form answer to that question. Yes, money. Uh Lord, while you're up, are you available to read this, please? Yes, from Sveshati for five Australian dollars. It's almost like that's what the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them films. I have a notification in front of the rest of those words. Hold on. And my mouse is dying. There we go. It's almost like that's where the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them films should have been. 
I still feel unfairly baited about that. It, it's the reason why those those films didn't work is because of the screenplay. The screenplay yep. didn't have it didn't it, it didn't have any. Um, how shall I put it? It didn't move fast enough. It was very bloated. It was very very slow. I remember watching the second one because I liked the first one, even though the first one was slow. I thought there was enough in there to gain my interest for the second one. When I went to the second one, I fell asleep. I literally fell asleep halfway oh. through it because it was that slow. Did it need somebody to say to JK, no? Yeah, of course. And you needed what yes. you needed is a recurring really good problem. Screen, huh? Yeah, screenplay and screenplay editor to edit the the slow bits out and yeah. to move yeah. the film faster. That's what you needed. But anyway. Yeah, oh, there's weird stuff right. in there as well, which is just kind of unforgivable. Which is the law-breaking stuff. There's quite, a lot, I mean, there's more of it than I can remember, but there's quite a lot of law-breaking stuff in Fantastic Beasts, which is unusual given that J.K. Rowling is so intimately involved in that product, and that's supposedly the thing she cares very much about. Yeah. Um, there's not really a defense for that kind of thing either. That just means that she didn't care enough to remember what she herself had written and that had made her so successful. She was in this new position. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I, I thought. Fantastic Beats. One one of the things I really liked about it was the the ordinary human fell in love with, uh, with <laughs> yeah. Rich. Uh, I thought that character was very interesting. I thought I thought if they if they had more of that in there, that maybe the film would have been better. But you know that's just me, right? Um, you got folks. Romeo Romeo Tango November Zulu for five New Zealand dollars. Thank you, my friend. Dislike Harry Potter. Same here. As very derivative but jk did write a closer loop time travel paradox properly which mm -hmm. no one can do now mm. credits are where yeah. it's due yep also side of Heat's next comment did make me dribble a little bit of whiskey out but that, that's very funny have you still no, got, no, um... right about the time travel though that time travel clo the, the closed um timeline loop is basically the idea that you can only go back in time and do stuff that you've already gone back in time to do so you can't change yeah. the past because you always did it there's still problems with that but it makes way more sense than spiraling out of control like indiana jones and the flash did was it yeah. this one yeah <laughs> <laughs> i didn't like harry potter to tell you the truth i thought it was abysmal i the, the first one was abysmal so, those kids couldn't act at all it was just it was embarrassing every time they were on screen but i do see re, i do see the reason why kids like it do you know what i mean so um in the chats please get rid of captain america yes sir <laughs> i haven't seen yes, a captain america slide sir. yet <laughs> And Fantastic Beasts also generated a lot of ill will when they fired Johnny Depp after the yes, Amber Heard yes, yes, yes. and uh, replaced him with Mads Mikkelsen, yeah. which, al although I do Sorry. like Mads very much, I mm. didn't think was a very suitable replacement for um, Grindelwald. Yes, yeah. It's a okay, weird one. Well. I would have preferred Mads Mikkelsen to be the character from the beginning and not have Johnny Depp in it. I think he's a better Grindelwald than Johnny Depp is, because um, Johnny Depp is just well, kind of playing Johnny Depp, and it's so overtly a Trump parody as well with the, the bleach blonde hair. Um, but since they had him on, I think getting rid of him was entirely the wrong thing to do, and of course, famously for entirely the wrong reasons. Um, eager folks, black lives or black votes? Steve Rogers is Captain America. Totally agree. Totally agree. Okay, so we've moved on, folks. I, I got told we were getting bogged down, sorry. Um, bogged. Chad... Stalinsky, Stalinsky. Yeah. Good enough. 
says they shot um uh, spoilers by the way folks mainly time profit uh shot an alternate john wick for ending where john wick actually appeared at the end the audiences we tested <clears throat> with well absolutely preferred the ambiguous oh, here we go folks ambiguous, ambiguous. ending I have to say when I watch that ending film. is only ambiguous in the minds of people who like John Wick because it's, <laughs> it's not ambiguous. Yeah, I, I was expecting that at the end of the film, to be honest with you. But mm. even though it is an ambiguous ending, you know, for sure as hell, he survived everything. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, hundred percent. It was obvious that um, the what's his name, um, um, Fishbone, and um, the, the other character, what they were saying was literally that he was alive and they mm. were responsible for hiding him so that's what that's what i read with the lines at the ending when they were at his graveside but you know i might be wrong he might be dead <laughs> no he's know. still alive yeah 100 percent. they'll need him back for uh john wick 5 probably in uh yeah in a few years where they'll make Keanu Reeves an old man, bitter old man. There <laughs> yeah, and a woman, actually. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Phoebe Wally is, is bad. Oh. <laughs> you go, R2, R-I-P, Ambigulon. I've still not seen this. I've I've seen it just at the cinema, but I've not rewatched it. Anybody else rewatched it? I have. Yeah, yeah I, definitely. I, I, was, I was it all up on the second viewing? I, it held up very well in the second viewing. I, I still laughed at every stupid thing that happened in it. Yeah, for me, the action just got a bit long after. It, it got tedious to get through uh, during the really? third act. Yeah. Because, but, you know, I, I, after a point, you're like, oh, my, it, it's really cool to look at. But after a while, you start looking at your watch, you're like, damn, this is this is this is pretty long, yeah, but, but not in a good way. Yeah, but the thing is, though, it's it's John Wick is responsible for creating kind of a new genre of action films where it just oh, yes. literally is all about the action. Yeah. <laughs> it, it literally is, you know, so I uh, say so if you if you understand that going in, I guess you'd understand and you'd accept what's going on. Well, it's like it's like it's like film noir movies. If you don't understand the concept mm. of film noir, you know, going in, then you're not going to really accept what's going on, are you? Really? Yeah, kind that's of true. Um, here you go R two John Wick four tedium. <laughs> I like John Wick four. I know I know Ben didn't like it, but that's his prerogative. But I really thought it was fun. Yeah, there has been I a serious like drought of action movies and we're moaning about the length of this. Extraction I mean, 2 was Extraction good. 2 didn't yeah. come out that long ago, like yeah. a month, less than a month. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. I thought it was a lot of fun. I'm not, I'm, gen I'm not sure I really buy the argument there's been a, a serious drought of action movies either. No? I mean, it's John Wick number four in the mm -hmm. first place. Um, most of the, the superhero films, when they were certainly at their most successful, blended heavy action elements into them. Um, Extraction is one that's been mentioned. That there's plenty of new action stuff that comes out on the streaming services all the time. Um, I think it's a genre in revival. That's that's fair to say. Yes. I don't know if that's because yeah. it just disappeared completely. Yeah, though. the eighties. The eighties was. Well, the, 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 the thing is, the thing is, though, when you say action film, it's 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 um, superheroine films. Even though they're action, it is completely separate to action film. When you say action film, you mean Die Hard. You mean mm -hmm. you know what I mean? You need uh, you need Commander. Purely action. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Rambo. You know, that's that's yeah. what you'd class as an action film. But uh, and John Wick is definitely an action film, definitely. But again, yeah. just my opinion. My opinion. 
<laughs> okay, so we're kind of thinking John Wick Five will get made. Probably. Oh, that's it. Well, they've got Ballerina. Uh, I think. Yeah. I don't know if it's in production or if they're done already. I think they're done. And they've also got the Continental TV show that the trailer is already uh, out for that yeah. too. Ballerina is Anna, channel favorite Anna de Anus. Oh God, I love her. Yep. She's so nice. That's out next July, folks. She's gonna and... be. She's gonna kick ass. I hope they don't just put her in a paper bag or something. Just like I hope they put her in <laughs> really great dresses and kick ass stuff. And make her look freaking gorgeous while she's fighting like they did in the bond film in the, the bond, crappy yeah. last bond film yeah she looked she looked good enough to eat in that film <laughs> um are we looking forward to the continental i think that's out september on hbo i think is it is it it's so the continental is a pre, it's before so we might have what's his name back um uh, no we can't because he died in real life winston uh, not Winston, um, what's his the, the black guy? I can't remember his name. Uh, Lance, Lance uh, yeah, yeah, he died in real life. I was thinking, yeah, did, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, it's a shame, yeah. But I think you might see his character, but young, you know, yeah, maybe, yeah, yeah if they cast, okay. cast right, I guess. Okay, let's move on. Welcome back, Mr. Week. Yeah, a <laughs> uh, couple of little bits of Oppenheimer, right? Oops, sorry, here we go. Uh, Christopher Nolan says he got hooked on the story of Oppenheimer after Robert Pattinson gifted him a book of Oppenheimer's speeches at the Tenet rap party. So it's Pattinson's fault we're getting. That seems like a very strange gift to be giving at the end of Tenet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> why, why would you randomly give somebody a book of Oppenheimer's speeches? Not that they're not worth reading, but that's a bit of a strange one. Yeah, I think this is a lie. Yeah, it smacks of convenience. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's something that uh, Christopher Nolan was probably talking to him about, like, oh, yeah, I really plan on making something no. about Oppenheimer, and he just I, gave him the book, you know? I don't think anything, any of this happens at all. It sounds oh, too bullshit. coincidental. It's bullshit. It really is, because they've got nothing to print. Uh, you go, Fiona M, great. It's Twilight's fault. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's bullshit, personally. Um, did we like Tenet? No. No. Visually, it was it was cool, but yeah, the story was just. I mean, it, the main character was just called protagonist. What yeah, effort, yeah. What, what efforts was put, honestly? And and also, right? Um, yeah, I could see why he was cast because he's black and you're ticking a box. But he doesn't look like a hero at all. That guy at all. No. You know, if it was Denzel Washington, you'd accept him as a kick-ass hero. But this guy just like he just again comes from a soap opera or something. And, and they tried to make him an action star because after Tenet, yeah. I think uh, recently he's had a a movie or something like that where yeah. he's uh, you know globe trotting, but as yeah. a as a spy. But yeah, it just doesn't work. Like Chad 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 was his name Bose? What whatever his name is, the guy Chad who played him. Yeah, he is definitely uh, uh, someone you would cast as a lead. He's got that look. He's got, yeah, the, he he's got the hero right? look, yeah, isn't he? Good, yeah. Yeah, 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 he's yeah, got the yeah. look. Did you see him in, was it 12 Bridges? He was bloody mm. brilliant in that film. I don't yeah. know if you ever saw it. It was I've really good. That. Really good. All set in one night. Really, really good movie. Mm. So if they cast someone like that, then maybe it would have been slightly um, better. You go, R2. <laughs> rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Yes. Mm. 
I quite like, with uh, Tenet, I like the idea that Nolan was sitting there and he's been reading all this stuff about how films don't have enough black protagonists. And so he just gave us <laughs> literally a black protagonist. It's a black man saying, whose yeah. name is protagonist. Well done, yeah. Christopher. That's very, very good. The reason I'm looking forward to, to Oppenheimer more, though, is that actually there's only so much Nolan can write for this one. Um, this is him applying his intellect and his, his cinematic abilities to a story that's already well-known and already written. So he can't do as much self-indulgent, uh, self-indulgent fuckery as he did with Tenet. So yeah. it might look quite good. Whether you can hear anything is always a question of the Nolan <laughs> film. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that's true. laughs> but Platoon, did you hear that uh, there's an extended, uh, you know, sex scene with uh, Cillian Murphy oh, and Florence okay. Pugh? Oh, oh really? what? <laughs> you guys didn't inches. hear that? <laughs> Florence Pugh is, 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 I don't average, find her attractive at average. all. There's going to be excessive nudity with the both of them. Yeah. But isn't yeah. he married to um the girl, the other girl? What, was the other star in this film? We just Emily mentioned her. Yeah, her. Isn't she? Isn't he married no, to she, her? No, movie? she's married to John Krasinski in real yeah. life. I know she's, I know, but in the movie, isn't he married to her? Yeah, yeah I don't maybe. know. Right, Don't okay. know yet. Uh, okay. Abject mediocrity. Bozeman is dead right. Mm. Uh, he's resting. Mm. <laughs> it's a shame. It's a shame because he he was a star in the making. That fella. He really was. He was. Yep. Uh, oh, was it forty two? Yeah. I remember um people on Twitter was having a go at him saying, Oh, look how thin you are, you know, what, what are you trying to do? Be part of Hollywood, blah blah. blah. And no, you know, nobody knew he was suffering from cancer. Poor yep. chap. You know what I mean? So. Um, Ego Smilex. Florence is a like seven at best and uh, eleven six. in Castleford. <laughs> I'll agree with that. Nah, agree she, with she, that. She's yeah. she's a four at best, in my opinion. No, Not even that. eleven in three. Castleford, mate. Trust mm. me. Yeah, I don't okay. find her attractive. No, nah, nor do there. I. No. Nobody does. That's mm. the thing. Only Hollywood thinks. I'm she's sure attractive. somebody does. Um, okay, so convenience was saying. So this also dropped. What's the, that? No, the, yeah. 11, the 11 mile long IMAX print of Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. 11 mile long print. So this is post. what pisses me off, right? They insist in showing it. They're going to show it via film, right? Mm-hmm. Via this thing. Yes. This, is, this is the film reel, right? Yep. Yes. It's got why? It there, written. Yeah. Why, when when you can just get a digital print, which is the same quality, period, same quality, and because do it it's that way. Christopher Nolan, because he's Christopher Nolan. Get with he's the program here. For he's fuck's been sake. It's just. Yeah, it's like when Zack Snyder insists on filming Justice League in four three for no yeah, exactly. very good reason at all. Yeah. And, and the black and, and white version being too. the director. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, this is ridiculous. You know, I mean, yes, we know we shot in IMAX, but we have the technology to show it IMAX without going through this crap. You know yeah. what I mean? How much would that print weigh? Fucking a hell. lot, a lot. Mm. Some poor bastards going to carry that. Wow. I mean, the only other uh, director, like recently, that I've seen sh- actually show his uh, his films with the the actual prints is Tarantino, but Tarantino, he only does that yeah. in his in his cinema, the Beverly Cinema, I think. Yeah. But his his, his argument is flawed as well. He goes, oh, if you project it digitally, it's like watching TV at home. It's actually, <laughs> no, it ain't. Because first of all, the screen's huge. Second of all, you've got Dolby Stereo. Third of all, you're locked in a dark room. So how could it be like watching TV at home? Um, it's ridiculous. Okay, then. I'm going to say, if they're actually doing a genuine 11-mile uh, long IMAX mm. prints, yeah. 
for each of will they do one for each of the IMAX theaters showing no, it? Um, no, they won't. Oh, I was going to say because maybe that's why they're refusing to give screens over to uh, Mission I, I, Impossible because of the look, because of the money they've invested in this. I don't know whether every IMAX is going to actually have the film, but it seems pretty pointless to have the film when they've got the technology to project IMAX via mm. via digital. Yep. It's like, and it's I'm, the same quality. Know, so yeah, I don't understand why they would want the actual film. The cost to produce that and yeah. shipping to yeah. each cinema is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's crazy. I mean, I, I remember. Used to... Yeah. Sorry, Megogi. Yeah, you can go ahead. Now, I remember seeing um, Lawrence of Arabia. It was a special screen at the BFI and they showed it in 70 millimeter and it's actual mm. film that they projected it. Things like that. Yeah, I understand, you know, because it's a special screening. The director's going to talk or director or the people that was involved is going to talk to the director's dead. Um, and I went to see it and it and it blew me away and it looked great. The, 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 the you know, the print looked great, but you can't tell me you need to show this in, in every cinema, every IMAX cinema. You need to actually have the film. Yeah, because ha having the, the prints, it's it's something. Because I used to, well, I, I used to work for a while at, at my local cinema back in uh, back back when I was growing up, and by that time everything had moved to digital. So at the projector, all you needed to do was two clicks, and that was yeah. it. Yeah. But they still had all the reels from the movies, and it was huge. You know, yeah. it's it's wow. a massive cost. Also, so I was seeing even as as late as I think it was twenty thirteen. I saw the reels for like Despicable Me. Uh, no, not Despicable Me. That's a fucking cartoon. Uh, I forgot the <laughs> name. <laughs> uh, the Last Stand or something like that. Right, the yeah. Schwarzenegger movie. And I was yeah. seeing all of these reels. And it, it shocked me because, yeah, digital, it saves a lot of money. Yeah, it does. It does. Uh, but also, you don't lose quality either. In fact, you're gaining yeah. quality when it comes to digital. Um, as I said, I don't understand. I mean, Tarantino has his has his way, but he's saying it's like watching TV. No, it isn't like watching TV. It's completely divorcing. Anyway, whatever. Uh, you go, uh, Tim. I like saying this. Hannibal. Eleven miles is longer than Liam's. <laughs> Can't argue with me. Yeah, it is. Well, I mean, that's not stuck to the film, is it? The title. <laughs> it's not stuck to the last reel of the film, is it? The title on it on the Pass. is that on the film? Uh, no. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But I have a I have a question. Well, for the for the panel, even if Mission Impossible wasn't coming out and it wasn't taking, so imagine there was just Oppenheimer at the cinemas. Would you guys Sorry. actually pay the extra money to go see it in IMAX? Mm -hmm. I wouldn't. No. no, I'm not interested. No, really. Same. No. I don't no. generally pay extra money to go and see things in IMAX because <laughs> I, I I don't care. You um, travel. But, <laughs> I sometimes show. No, I try. Like I, my first watch will usually be in the cinema, but um, right. I'll travel Dune then, yeah, afterwards. But Dune, Dune I, I think the interesting question with this, people, how exactly, how appealing is this really going to be? So it's got a competition from Mission Impossible. It's got competition. If you call it competition, it's got competition with Barbie. Um, yeah, but it's a documentary film. Effectively, it's a biopic. It's got a very famous director's name attached to it, so it's going to be really interesting to see how well it really does. Because in any other situation, this would be a niche. I think. But because yep. it's Nolan, it's somehow this this major release, and I, I wonder how many people are that interested. I'm interested, but I like niche things. Mm. Um, here we go, Connor. Do we have IMAX in the UK? Yes, we do. We do, yeah. We do. We have. If, we if have... I was going to, go sorry, go ahead. Sorry. No, I was just going to say I'm probably going to watch Oppenheimer, but it'll be just on a normal screen. I'm not. Gonna yeah. Do... You, you, we got. Um, no. We got uh, in in Leicester Square. We have 
a, a big screen there and we have one in the waterloo that's that was one of the very first imax screens in london and there are a few more outside of london as well so mm, do you guys have uh, something called ice in the uk too is that the same as imax it's different right no i don't know what that is we've got 4dx that's where yeah that's terrible put, that's put, a put water stupid on idea no for no uh, so there's another one called um there's 4dx and there's another one where the screen you have one bit in the middle of the of the room and then you have the sides as well oh uh, yeah that's ice yeah What's, that's oh, ice. Is that yeah it's terrible it oh, okay. I, I, saw I saw a film i saw i saw a film with that once and i just thought this is ridiculous because you don't look at the sides you just look at the middle of the screen so what is the point having those things on the sides is uh, anyway whatever. um z i think this one's for you mate Smilex in the chat says, I will see this in Max. Headphones. For one billion dollars. <laughs> that was very reserved. Okay. So. That looks like a record, doesn't it? And a, a record player. <laughs> How much doesn't would it? that actually cost? Just that reel of film. They're just showing off so they can make people How you know, much go money and see is and that? stuff. It's just ridiculous. It is, oh. it is ridiculous, isn't it? They'll sell it afterwards, and someone will pay like hundreds and hundreds of thousands of dollars to get it. Oh, for sure. Do you know when you saw the Batman movie, the the one with the Joker, right? And I saw it where it was some of it was uh, IMAX and some of it wasn't, so it was like mm. thirty five minutes. Then suddenly you got this IMAX. Show. When I was watching the film, I didn't notice the IMAX shots at all because it changes format, doesn't it? Yeah, I, when I was watching the film, I was yeah, so engrossed in the film, I didn't even notice that it went from from thirty five to IMAX. You see, that's how it, the, how when that's IMAX, how good a director you yes, were. Well, no, <laughs> how, how IMAX work is when you have something spectacular on the screen that has yeah. depth, that has um, distance, and and Top that's gun. when the IMAX works. But when you have ordinary stuff like the bit, Top Gun Maverick. It just doesn't work. Yeah, like Top Gun works very well with IMAX. I'm assuming because I, I mission the Mission Impossible film is going to work very well oh, with IMAX. So. Yeah, well, okay. the only reason that Oppenheimer is in IMAX is because of the explosion. He says that you're going to feel it. So oh, I see. I, I don't know. I think the sitting oh, okay. sitting through uh, to two and a half hours just for uh, one Money explosion shot. in IMAX. Yeah. It's like, come on, you know. Your okay. your ass will feel it sitting there. Um, <laughs> okay, let's move on then. I fear we got bogged down in that. Sorry, guys. And finally, <laughs> who's this? Oh no. Okay, so um, Katie Sackoff says the catering budget on the Mandalorian is the entire budget of Battlestar Galactica. Hmm. That's a lot of avocado on toast. Yeah. <laughs> Is she going to be the new lead now in Mandalorian? I heard that was a rumour. I think somebody actually did come out and say, because I was joking ages ago that they never told you exactly who they meant when they said the Mandalorian, so that was the, that was going to be their excuse for having her as the protagonist. And I think someone actually involved in it has now come and basically said the same thing. So it's no longer a joke. She is, in fact, the Mandalorian. She always has been the Mandalorian. We just didn't know it from the beginning. <laughs> well, until KK got involved. Ah, <sighs> God. I do like KE, but come on. Come on, love. <laughs> Why are we idea. even talking about this? Why are we even talking about this? It's ridiculous. Yeah, man. Mm. I, I don't even know that they're going to 
they're gonna continue the Mandalorian, honestly. I doubt. Yeah. I think they will out of desperation because at least well, ostensibly they have to try and run it all the way up toward Dave Filoni's big film, capping off all of these incredibly much loved and successful <laughs> stories in Disney Plus. Um, and the Mandalorian is by far the most viewed of all of them. So if the Mandalorian doesn't continue, there is absolutely no way that film is going to happen. I yeah. don't think that film is going to happen. So um yeah. But then no one really gives a shit. The Mandalorian is it was never brilliant, but it was at least vaguely fun at the beginning. It's fallen off a cliff. No one likes Boba Fett. I don't I don't have very many hopes for Ahsoka. I have none at all for the Acolyte. So I, I don't really see this going anywhere. I just don't watch uh, modern stuff anymore. I, I really don't. I just because I know what I'm gonna get. So I try to watch um well, I'm going reverting back to the old stuff now, watching old TV shows and old movies. So there you go. Yep. That's basically what I do too. Not interested in this stuff at all. Is there anything that's actually decent on TV at the moment, folks, before we pop off? Well, I'm I'm watching I think this show came out two years ago. I'm watching a show called Manifest, which is okay. on Netflix. Yeah. And I think that's quite intriguing, but I I can see it's gonna get stale very quickly. But um I'm watching that. I watch Casablanca and I love Casablanca. I watch it three times now. <laughs> I think that movie's absolutely awesome. Incredible. Uh here you go, folks. Sorry, chat moved up. Tim, I like saying this Hannah Bomb. Why brown shush at Plutes? I never sh- shush. He's saying Plutes. shit. That's what he's saying. <laughs> I'm going shit. Yeah. <laughs> I would never tell my guest to shush. Chat, is there anything we should be watching before we disappear? Anything you could recommend that we should be watching? Mm. Um, well, I'll go ahead I and think Silo a, a finished movie. off at an, an acceptable level. Is it good? Okay, because, so you're saying Silo, oh, yeah. yeah. I want to see that. I, well, it, it was it was a really good start. It then fell off of its feet completely. And by the end, it had kind of recovered to where it was at the start. So I'm not saying this is an excellent show by any means, but I think it was better than I was expecting it to be, and I didn't hate it. So that's a good start. Ted Lasso. Mm. Does Rebecca First Ferguson season. look any good in it? She does, actually. I You're asking the wrong person there, but she, <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think she does, yeah. <laughs> She's um, very cute. I think she's cute. Silo, yeah, Silo. Ted Lasso, uh, first season, oh, dump gosh. off with the rest. Love Island. No, uh-uh. rubbish. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow, this... Is that good, Warrior? I've oh, been yes, meaning to watch Warrior because it's from the same people who made Banshee, and Banshee is fucking amazing. Everybody should check out Banshee. Yeah, mm. Warrior. Yeah, it's the Warrior. Bruce Lee, uh, Bruce Lee thing, right? Yes. Yeah. Nice. It's, uh, it's yeah. what Bruce Lee wanted Kung Fu to be. Apparently, um, you go R two, yeah, Silo. Mm. Mm. Um, another one for yeah, Ted. Season one, definitely. Godzilla is king. Don't know. Oh, it's a cartoon, I think. Okay. It's a cartoon, I think. Not sure. Not sure. Any, any more before no. we... Uh... No, I've been watching the... Apple oh, TV, yes. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yes, I love Ted Lasso. Uh, Wimbledon, yeah. I used to be into tennis. I was, I was just going to say, both Silo and Ted Lasso are both Apple TV. I think of all the streaming services out there, the one that gets talked about the least is probably Apple TV, and yet it probably has some of the better stuff on it. Um, yeah. It certainly has some of the highest production values you'll see. I think Foundation Series yep. 2 is starting in a few it's days. That's drop, not yes. Foundation. Yep. It's, it's yep. completely 
broken the actual source material. If you just look at it in terms of its visuals, it's stunning. I mean, the production values are incredible on that show. Is it any good? It's though? a shame. It's it's um uh um. Oh, okay. Right, okay. It's it's a very very middle of the ground average sci-fi, which has stole the names and places from a very famous book series and called itself an adaptation. But it looks lovely. Uh, um, so if you don't mind the fact that they've broken the source, then yes. Go Venture Brothers finale movie coming in a couple mm. weeks. Yeah, uh, Steve. Banshee show rocks. Costa boom. Yeah, Banshee is just fantastic. Everybody mm. should check out Banshee, folks. I'll it check it just... out. I'm actually watching this Netflix show right now called uh, The Days. It's a mini series about uh, the the days. Uh, uh, <laughs> about the the. I think it's yeah Fukushima and it's basically like Chernobyl, but it was made by the Japanese and it's talking about the oh. disaster in Fukushima. Yes, yes, I know. Actually, I, I'm watching that. Really I'm watching a show called Delete. And basically, it's about um, a camera that deletes people. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, yeah. Wow. But the thing is, it kind of it kind of tricks you. You think it's a horror, but it's not. It's kind of more more uh, deeper than that. Could you I send think. it to KK's way? Okay. It's um, it's a it's a Korean Korean uh, uh, show. No, K drama or like K-drama, normal Korean? Uh, no, it's normal normal Korean. I think it's Korean. I'm not sure, mm. but um, but yeah. It's um, called um it's Philip. Is it Philippines? That might, yeah, might, yeah. It's probably that. Okay. Yeah. That's it, Tom then, Cruise. folks. We're done. His teeth is fixed. Tom Cruise. We're done. <laughs> That's <laughs> it. Uh, chats. We are nothing without you guys. Thank you for the interaction. Apologies if we got bogged down a couple of times. That's show business, folks. So, chat. You are wonderful. Uh, we will see you next time. I will thank the guests. Mega Geek, cheers in. Yeah, no worries, guys. No worries. Um, I'm ESG wet dream, folks. <laughs> the uninspired reviewer. Cheers, my friend. Thank you for having me on, Mr. Brown. Great to have you on, mate. Uh, it's always uh, a pleasure. Great to have you on. Uh, Z3PO. Oh, thank you very much for having me on. Always a pleasure with you guys. Cheers, and love you in the chat. You're amazing. <laughs> and uh, Cyberdyne's system, the little platoon. Cheers, mate. <laughs> Thanks as ever. Um, <laughs> Just record I... that. Yes. <laughs> Just record it. <laughs> Are you on tomorrow, Lord? I believe so. Yeah, I think we are on. I don't know exactly what time. It'll be ten, ten thirty-ish as usual. Yeah, usual um, time. Yeah. Yeah, Top and I believe Cynic is running away afterwards to go see Mission Impossible at that point. Oh, is he? Um, so hold on. So who have you got on then? Do you know? I haven't got a clue. I don't handle guests. Oh, I, I'm sorry. not good with people. Cynic's good with people. So I leave it to him. Oh, okay. Um, I've been told Fiona M to mention the deadlock, the show, please. Deadlock. Deadlock. Never heard of it. Fiona, never heard of it, sweetie. I think that's a streamer who's doing um, streaming a bit. Yeah. I think uh, Melvin's been uh, advertising it in the uh, chats. Ah, same. I think that is it, folks. So, Beast Up is tomorrow. Um, Wednesday, we are back. What with ruin? No, um, oh, I don't know actually. I don't know if he's on holiday. I know Brian, um, um mm. is still on holiday. 
Um, Melvin is advertising Roadhouse Review. Coming up in two minutes, Copa, Katana's, Yo Show. There's a link there, folks. Deadlock is actually a show. Oh, is it? Yeah, 2023, uh, one season mystery show. Okay. We should be watching Deadlock then. Okay. That is it. We are back Wednesday. I'm thinking maybe we should do the Matrix. I've done. I've been doing the slides. If we do Matrix. the Matrix. Yeah. Yeah. If we do the Matrix. <laughs> no, no, no. I like the Matrix. <laughs> I like the Matrix. If we do the Matrix, we'll do part one on Wednesday and part two on Saturday. Um, Depends how many slides you got up there. Oh, I'm not kidding. You. I've done the slides and everyone just looks fucking incredible. That's how good that film is. So, um, okay. Possibly we'll be back Wednesday. We'll, we'll be back on Wednesday anyway, folks. So that is it. If we don't see you Wednesday or tomorrow, we will be back at the weekend. So have a great week and don't forget to like share subscribe all the usual and we've got to get to 3000 subs so we do a 12 hour stream of attack of the clones that is it thanks everybody take care have a great week we are out Hello. of here bye, bye. bye. Uh, time